0: What's up, everybody? Let's get into it. Today's podcast is with Bob Brazel, a friend of mine who has owned and operated Bird and Barrel in South St. Louis for the past four years. He has built it into something um, pretty remarkable. He has invested himself, his time, his well-being, mental and otherwise, into making it a success that it is today. Uh, He tells about starting off uh, on other opportunities and how they didn't work out, working with other chefs, such as Josh Galliano from Monarch and Gerard Kraft of Niche, uh, and what he's learned along the way. He talks about finding his business partners, something I find pretty interesting. How do you get the people involved that you want to to start a restaurant? Uh, The importance of being plugged into the community here in South St. Louis keeping the drive through at Burden Barrel. I thought that was an interesting touch and also making good and healthy food to rival the fast food shit that is typically offered around the city. He also gets into talking about the Tenderloin Room, a new business venture with him and his business partners. It's an established restaurant that's been around for decades inside The Chase and he has taken over as of the past three months and now they're in a, a process of Uh, redeveloping and rebuilding the interior and going to kind of switch things up a little bit. It's very exciting. Uh, Bob is a big personality with a soft heart, very nice dude, and he lets it all on the table. He doesn't hold back one bit. It's very interesting to hear his perspective on everything that he's done and where he's come from. And it definitely falls in line with the anti-mindset, doing things your own way and uh, not taking shit from anybody, so to speak. Bob's got some great stories and words of wisdom for anybody interested in making it in the food industry. So check it out. What's up, man? What's up? Where you been? You just got back in town. I did, man.
1: Uh, I snuck away to Colorado for like two days, like a day and a half, really. What for? Uh, It's just fun, man. Uh, I got one of my business partners, Rick, is a super generous dude. Hmm. So uh, he invited uh, my fiance, Renee, and I Mm -hmm. with a couple other people and uh, went to Beaver Creek. Uh So... um, literally like a day and a half we just like went to the Ritz at Beaver Creek right <laughs> poor poor me but uh, it was great man like getting even even though it's a day and a half like I came back recharged you know that yeah, one, one day of like turning off and just being away like yeah. cha- It, I
0: don't know man it <laughs> looked like it. you were uh, traveling in style too yeah man I jumped on the old PJ <laughs> <laughs> it was nice Man, uh, is that the first PJ you ever been on? Private Jet?
1: Yeah, with Rick. Yeah, I mean, he, he, uh,
0: again, super super
1: generous dude. And he took us to Jamaica last year. Oh, my God. And, dude, it's a life that I don't even know.
0: Yeah. I mean, like... I've been on one once... And I was just geeking out the entire time, oh, and totally. I'm like, "Oh yeah. shit!" <laughs> yeah, pre uh, Instagram, Facebook culture. Yeah, so I couldn't really like let it shine. Yeah, I like even
1: second <laughs> guess like posting stuff because I don't want yeah, people being that. like, "Man, what the fuck?"
0: But you're a very open, dude. I yeah. mean, I think that that's part of uh, uh, the appeal of following you on these social media platforms. Is like you show all the good and the bad and. Not the ugly, but you know the semi ugly yeah, kind sure. of stuff going on. Yeah, and I think uh, it's super interesting watching you, and I I really like your approach to how you do that. Thank um, you. Man. Would you do anything out in Colorado? Just chill just chilled just man. hot tub and champagne
1: yeah man we had like <laughs> a, this like private grotto rented one night chilled what? in there, and like a playboy grotto le- yeah like underground like in a cave like
0: heated pool oh grotto goodness. yeah it was sick it sounds like uh eyes wide shut, Dude, <laughs> shut uh, yeah that's Ep- jeffrey epstein shit <laughs> nothing that crazy <laughs> but, uh
1: yeah that was cool and then uh just great food everywhere and uh definitely did a little shopping you know
0: that's awesome man yeah. you don't get away that much i bet
1: no man it's rare um we try to take like one trip ourselves one trip a year you know nice um and we try to kind of alternate like you know one time one year we we'll go like super like let's get into some culture you know mm-hmm. like two years ago we went to shanghai you know oh like, shit yeah like you know really dive into something and then like then by the, by the time that comes around again, the next year, we're like, all right, like, let's just go to a resort and sit down and have people take care of us you yeah. know? and like do nothing. Like you get no culture out of that, you know, yeah. but it's nice. But it charges you know? your
0: batteries. Oh, totally, man. Yeah. yeah. I got a place like that. It's uh, in mid Missouri. It's called Black River Lodge. Yeah. And my family has been going ever since my grandparents, uh, what's their honeymoon. And it was yeah. a fishing lodge back then. And then they started taking my mom and she's gone every year of her life and I've gone every year of my life. That's awesome. I'm boys with the owners, like it's a Where's huge Where's that, like Steelville or? It's in this place called Lesterville. Lesterville, Missouri. I know yeah. that, yeah. And it's uh, a beautiful, like gotta be the clearest river in Missouri. Yeah. And I've been doing it every year of my life, so I'm able to disconnect and not have to think about a damn thing. Yeah. To where you're just like drinking beer, sitting on the You know river. the land. I like, know all the know. people there. Yeah. You can bring kids there, they can run away and be back by dinner. Yeah. You know, and like that kind of security, it's something that I think you, as the older you get, you know, you go through this phase of wanting to travel and see everything and mm-hmm. go to China or go to Southeast Asia. And then you do need your downtime to just yeah, mentally and physically recharge. Absolutely, man. And we're, dude, we're so lucky in Missouri to have so
1: many spots like that.
0: You yeah. Know? People I feel like people don't take advantage of they it. Don't. Enough, they don't, they don't at all. Like the Ozarks are a seriously fucking interesting uh, place In the country. Yeah. We just drove forty five minutes away on Sunday. It was my birthday. And we went out to this Don Robinson State Park. Forty five minutes out in Jeffco, which is the last place you think would be a state (laughs) park, except for, you know, meth meth parks. Right. And when uh, was this? This was on Sunday.
1: Happy belated birthday, oh, my man. Thank
0: you, man. No problem. I don't 30 know. thirty-seven. Thirty-seven. Yeah. And you're wow. Well, are you thirty nine? I just turned thirty-nine okay. yeah last August. Yeah. Yeah, I know that because you're your boys with my man Smitty. Yeah. Tim Smith. We'll get to, we can talk about him later. <laughs> but um yeah, it was just this massive sandstone trail fucking cut out into the side of the cliff, sixty feet in the air. What? crazy stratification, like geography, soft sandstone, layers of iron, just mind-blowingly gorgeous. Yeah, And it's only been that's around for seven years. That's 45 minutes away from here. 45 minutes away in Jeffco. And the wow. dude, Don Robinson is an insane entrepreneur, eccentric kind of nutbag. He sounds like it. Don Robinson. Don, Don Robinson, I mean? local boy. Grew up in U City. I, I started, dove right into right this into guy's it. history. He, yeah. he invented an off cleaner, which oh, is like really? a late night TV kind of paste. For sure. Yeah. That, um, that he just made millions on and bought all this land, but lived like, a, lived like a miser the whole time. Damn. But, you know, all that to be said, like, how long have you been working? How would you say, solo or for yourself or with, you know, I, yeah. I need a little clarification on how the whole. Uh, partner and restaurant tour thing works for sure. Yeah. But how long have you been your own boss, more or less? Um, so I'd say probably eight
1: years. Cool. Yeah, been a long run, you know. Uh, and I started, I started a company with someone back in the day. It was like my intro to Cherokee Street, mm-hmm. um, and it was literally a handshake deal. Like had me over to his house, made dinner, him and his wife. <laughs> shook his hand like this is what I want to offer you you know <laughs> and then and I started that like I I like built that thing like did the branding obviously you cooked all the food and, can you, know, you say what it was, uh, it was it was athlete eats oh it was right on. Eats. Yeah, yeah yeah I remember um it. and you know like I, I still you know I don't hold any you know grudges or ill will towards mm-hmm. them it's just like that's the way they wanted to go about it and they did it and that's fine but I got to a point like and I gave it like two years of my life. Sure. You know, because um, I really believed in it. And it was like, re- it was, we were doing some really cool shit. We were cooking for athletes. Like, yeah, I remember I was Sam Bradford's personal chef when he was yep. here. I was like, I get a phone Golden call. Boy. Yeah. I get a phone <laughs> call and like the next day I would have to be at Matt Holiday's house cooking his kid's birthday dinner. You know, yeah. like, that's awesome. What the hell, you know? Um, but yeah. there was also like the cafe side of it. And it was a lot of work, you know, mm-hmm. like starting that. And I mean, literally working 18 hour days and, you know, it's never enough, blah, blah, blah. But then like, they were like absent, you know? And then I just kind of gave an ultimatum one day, you know, I was like, Hey, look, things are great. But if you want me to continue to do what I do, then you need to sign this. Yeah. You know? And it's
0: like an official agreement.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You know, <laughs> like I, I chased it forever. They didn't want to do it. So I had my lawyer drafted up, you know? And then I went to them and it was yeah. just like, Hey, you know, like, we can continue, you know, but you got to sign like what you agree. And I'm not asking for any more than what you offered. You sure. Know? Um, and that just didn't work out for us. So, mm-hmm. uh, literally like the next day, like I, I was totally freaking out, you know, cause I put so much into that mm-hmm. <clears throat> and had like that. I had a brief moment of like, I'm done. Like, what am I going to do? Sure. You know? Um, And then, like, quickly, like, internally, like, made myself fucking snap out of that. I'm like, (laughs) you're an idiot. Like, go do something again. Yeah. Uh, And luckily, the phone started ringing. Like, word traveled fast on Cherokee. You know, people were like, we don't want you to leave the neighborhood. We love having you down here. You know, I had all these different offers. And... One of them was from Jason Deem and the man, the man Jason yeah. Deem. And he, uh, so I met him at Nebula and he's like, I gotta show you this building. And we walked across the street to this fucking dilapidated Popeyes. <laughs> and I'm like, Jason, like, what are you, do- why are we here? Like, are you kidding me? The roof was falling in. The guy tried to burn it down. What? Yeah. So the whole hat, and dude, what's crazy. Like six months into being open at Burden Barrel. Sorry, I'm jumping around. I'll get back to it. No, you're good. You're good. This girl is sitting at the bar and she's like, oh my God, look at this. She pulls up her Instagram. It's a photo that she took one year from that day from across the street, sitting in her car in front of Nebula of the building on fire. The (laughs) the guy (laughs) wrote it out. And then a year later I
0: was up and run. I was open. Oh my God. Isn't that crazy? If that guy only had stuck around to the Popeye's chicken sandwich plague. Oh my God, dude.
1: Yeah. He'd have people getting stabbed in the parking lot. Oh my God. Um, it's crazy. Um, but yeah, so Jason, we walked into, you know, what's now bird and barrel. Yeah. And I was like, I dude, this is way more than what I'm thinking. Like I can't even wrap my head around this, you know, like it's going to be way more money than what I have. I know that. Sure. Um, And I was talking to a couple different groups of people at that time, like them wanting to do something with me, you Mm -hmm. know, um, but I just got burned so bad, you know, and it's a really hard thing. So like when you're asking, like you want to wrap your head around, like how this works, like, so with me now I'm super lucky because I have, I have two partners, Mm -hmm. you know, and to do what we do, like we're like, you know, we got, we have multiple spots and everything. So, you know, three, some people are like, oh, you got, you have two partners. Like <laughs> I, I could have six, like, you know, like <laughs> everything, what we do, like, and it's great because everybody knows their role, you know, yeah. and we're literally like family, you know, we've known each other six years now, mm-hmm. but you know, so Ben Strake is one of my partners and I mean, he's literally like, you know, one of my best friends and just a great dude. And he helps a ton on the kind of back end stuff, you know, mm-hmm. um, my role is day to day. Like I'm the guy on the ground, you know, yeah. I'm, I'm the, I'm the workhorse. I'm the soldier. And we knew that, you know, like I'm fine with it. That's what I want to do. You know, right. I couldn't, that's why I do this. You know, I couldn't like sit at a desk or something. You know? <laughs> uh, and then Rick, uh, obviously is the money guy, uh-huh. you know? Um, but he's also like, a also one of my best friends. And, Like, just an amazing mentor. Like, he built... I mean, the guy's pretty well off. You know, he built his company himself. Like, from when he was 18 years old, he drove across the country, back and coast to coast, in, like, a shitty, like, Honda Accord or something. (sighs) You know, like, building this company. And now
0: he can literally do whatever he wants. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah, it's... The dynamics of having that partnership are interesting. You know, partnerships are really hard. I think mm-hmm. even when it's with good friends and it's not necessarily that you want to be good friends, but you want to be good business partners. Yeah. And then the other thing is, well, that, especially in the restaurant industry too. That's what I'm saying. You know, it's like when I think about entrepreneurship and like working for yourself and all that shit and vacations, you never have a vacation like you do when you're just working a full-time job for someone else. Oh, absolutely. Cause this when you never have vacations, ends. when you start working for yourself, You're You're not, not, you're not off. No way. There's no way you are 100% mentally off ever. Nope. And the thing I was thinking about before you came over here was like, I'm I'm aware of how much more difficult restaurant life is. Mm. Like entrepreneur life is not for the weak. No. But then you take into consideration all the stresses that come with running restaurants. Yeah. And I feel like that's intimidating to me. Yeah, You know, and, and I know, I know the, the, the things that I've had to do to make my life successful and the hustle and the self, um, discipline that I've had to institute in my life. And I look at that on a restaurant level and it just seems insane Yeah, because it's a different level of scrutiny for not necessarily a higher, uh, payment of service. No, not at all. Like I mean, anybody yeah. with a fucking Yelp account. Can give you a bad review it, and like, <laughs> it's crazy, man. Like I so I'm
1: a I don't know I've never really said it. I don't know if people know that. Like I'm I'm a really sensitive dude. Believe yeah. it or not, you know. Like I don't know. I think most people think of me as like the funny dude, and, yeah, yeah. Uh, whatever, you know. <laughs> and like that's fine, but like I really like I'm a sensitive dude, you know. Sure. And like so when whether I know it's bullshit or not. When somebody directly fucking thrashes me, you know, and it happens, you know, I can have 10, five star reviews in a night and one guy, because, you know, he's like, tastes like shit, fucking (laughs) spicy, whatever. And I'm like, I know that's bullshit, but that shit crushes me, dude. Yeah. Like literally mentally crushes me. And years ago I used to like, it was way worse. Like, Hmm. uh... Yeah. I mean, seriously, like opening depressing, and 100% like yeah. the first year of bird and barrel was probably the hardest year of my life. Um, you know, you, we were so lucky to like win all these awards and you know, like you're kind of in the public eye cause you're the mm-hmm. new cool restaurant and whatever. And we are yeah. packed every day and people are like, man, you got the life. And I'm like, I fucking am thinking about killing myself. Yeah. You know, like it, it was, it's insane, dude. The amount of, the amount of hours, um, people just dogging on your shit, (laughs) you know,
0: and it's different than any other entrepreneurial effort to be honest. Um, it's, uh, it's, it's different than products, you know, which I have a lot of experience with and I get dogged similarly, but there's also an element of not necessarily having to be in the public spotlight, Mm -hmm. but with a restaurant, man, you're, Especially in the beginning, you're there every single day. Yeah, you're the one, maybe even taking the order. You know, I mean, you're running around trying to just make that shit float. Yeah, yeah. And uh, when you're tied so directly to it, and and of course, there's gonna be problems with. Any number of things, you know, customer experience, maybe something happens with the burner and like, I don't know, something, yeah. whatever. And you're like just trying to make everybody happy.
1: The burner? You sound like me, like trying to talk about like working on a car. <laughs> Did you fucking check the rotary girder? Yeah, I've the never rotor. worked in a kitchen. So feel free to
0: correct any of my uh, whack lingo. The burner. <laughs> uh, we can talk about graphic design and I can school you. I know, I know you can. <laughs> can. I know you can. Know. The burner. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, take. So. What motivates you to get into this uh, industry in the first place like yeah, did you start uh, off interested in food or yeah, for
1: sure like
0: my whole life straight out of high school
1: yeah, right out of high school, I wanted to go to culinary school mm. and I remember like having this conversation with my mom uh, and my mom's an artist, she's an art teacher she's still teaching in the Melville School District super creative person that's definitely where I get it from yeah. Um, and she started a lot of her own businesses throughout her life too, you know? So I, I think that it's where I get everything, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember having this conversation with her, like saying, like, I want to go to, like, what I really want to do is go to culinary school. But like back then it was like saying I was going to be a hairdresser, you know? <laughs> like it wasn't, you know, people were just like, you're what? Like you're, you you want to pay money to go to culinary school and then go work at Hardee's. Like, that's <laughs> really what people thought, you know? But even back then, like I knew that's what I wanted to do. And my mom being who she is and
0: 100% supportive, she was like, then that's what you're doing. Like, yeah. go do it, you idiot, you know? Did you um, have, like, an oyster moment, like, you know, Bourdain, where he's like, fuck, food is amazing, and this is going to be a part of my life?
1: Yeah, I mean, that came later. So I so I didn't, but I didn't go. <laughs> I <laughs> did, yeah, like, my mom's like, go do it, and yeah. I didn't. I, I didn't have the balls, really, hmm. is what it boiled down to. And that moment, that oyster moment came... So I went, I ended up going to Merrimack for a year and a half. Mm-hmm. And then I went to Linwood, got a business degree. And I went to culinary school later, like after. So I was the old dude at culinary school. Like what age? So. Oh, shit, man. Probably like 24. Okay. 24, or 25. Yeah. Um, you know, and I'm in school with these kids that are like 17. It's fine. You know, it's and same with Sid, too. Yeah. 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 So, but I, but like, and also it was like a really crazy time in my life. Um, I was married and mm. I got divorced mm-hmm. because of like, the pretty much because of like the career change you know um what
0: what were you doing
1: work wise so I got my first job at fifteen washing dishes. I always worked in restaurants, even uh, through college, like you know I was cooking and waiting tables and going to college. but then you know I met my ex wife we got married, and it was always like this conversation like. You know, oh Bob, what do you do? And I'm oh, I'm a cook. Mm-hmm. Oh, what are you gonna do? You know, and it like, and I and I fell into that shit. And I, I so I got a, I thought I had to be a shirt and tie guy. Yeah, you know, to how
0: humiliating is that shit? Horrible. Like every <laughs> fucking
1: holiday, you know, like oh, there's the little fucking cook guy. You yeah. know, like I'm not good enough. You know, yep. It was the way that it felt, and I sh- you know you know. I mean, you grow up, right? You get yeah. you learn. And well, I, I think just,
0: it. You know, I, I put up with a lot of that in my life too, and. I think that there's some sort of moment where you take it, you take it, you take it, and then you're like, man, fuck everybody. Yeah. And then every time it comes to you, it's motivating. Yeah. It's like, yeah, that's right. Hundred percent. Second guess me. I don't care. I don't care.
1: I I mean, dude, the feeling I had like when I won like my first like. Award that mm-hmm. meant something, or you know, had my first like successful business. Like, sure, dude, I wanted to stand on the arch with my foot, you know, <laughs> and just be like, what, you know? Um, cause it is, dude, it's tough. Like, when people are always just like, oh, what are you gonna do? And like, that's you know, it's such a hard industry, you're never gonna make it, and yeah, you know, whatever. So, um, yeah, I mean, I just came home one day, I was like, I'm quit. I was so sorry, I was a mortgage banker and a real you? estate, I got well, my real estate license, ironic.
0: We were just talking about that. (laughs) Exactly,
1: yeah. Um, And I did, so I did that for four years. Uh, Two of those years, very successful. Mm -hmm. And then the market, it was literally when the market crashed. Sure. And I hung on for two more years and did okay. Um, You know, better than the the average guy. I was Mm -hmm. making, you know, I had a big house in the county and the cars and whatever. And I literally walked away from that, like with a bag of clothes. And was like, I'm going to culinary school, you know. Yeah. and, and also like, I mean, there, there was times of support. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. Of course. Um, but it was a major, major change. And I, when I, when I decided to go to school, I basically told myself, like, if I'm going to do this now at, at this age, mm-hmm. then I'm going all in. Like I will win every award. I'll be the best guy in school. I'll win every award. Mm-hmm. I'll graduate with honors and I'll also work while i'm going to school i want to work at the best restaurants in the city mm-hmm. most kids you know that because they were younger they had the luxury of like living at home with their parents Fuck
2: yeah yeah
1: and uh so they want to get they want to go get a job till after they graduated yeah. you know and to me that was crazy yeah, i'm like same. i'm in this two-year program at la cordon blue i'm not gonna wait two years like i need to start now yeah. i'm the old dude you know like <laughs> these little kids are gonna fucking run circles around me
0: did this all coincide at the same time like Quitting the job, <laughs> mm-hmm. leaving the West County house, yeah, getting divorced, mm-hmm. all at the same time, all at the same time. That's crazy. It was it was a total fucking change in my life. I mean, most people don't really get that chance ever. No, to restart. No, you know.
1: No, never. Or they'll never take the jump. You know. Yeah. Well, it's mean, not people... even not that
0: they don't get the chance; it's that they don't give themselves the, the chance, chance to do that. Yeah, for sure. And uh, that's that's pretty. That's pretty balls right there.
1: Yeah, I mean, I was it was crazy, dude. I was driving from. I'd get up at four thirty in the morning. I drove from South County mm-hmm. to uh, O'Fallon, where mm-hmm. Le Cordon Blue was. School would start at six a.m. I'd be at school till like 1 30, 2 in the afternoon. Mm-hmm. Then I'd drive back to the city, walk into the restaurant, and work till midnight. Sometimes later. Oh my god! And then of course you know, you're pounding tequila after work, whatever. <laughs> and then I'm back Especially at, in your twenties. Yeah. And then yeah. I'm back at 4:30 on the road going to school. <sighs> so like, I literally for two years of my life, I I'm not, not joking. Like I got two hours of sleep every night. Did you, what
0: happened on the weekends? Did you go out or crash? <clears throat> I worked. Okay. Yeah. So like immediately, uh, did you have a day off?
1: No. Oh my God. On my days off. So I, I immediately, I, I wanted to work for Josh Galliano. Mm hmm. Um, and I walked into his kitchen like hat in hand, like, Is chef here? You know, and like he was like standing on the fucking grill cleaning the hood himself. Oh my god. And I'm like, that's the fucking guy I want to work for, you know, like, and he was the most knowledgeable dude. And I mean, we, that's a whole nother thing, but you know, I, I so I walked in that kitchen. Rick Lewis was the first guy that greeted me at the door. I was like, what the fuck do you want? You know? <laughs> and uh, <laughs> And that, that kitchen changed my life, man. And in, what kitchen was this for people th- that don't that know? That was at Monarch. Right. Um, it was in Maplewood. So uh Josh Galliano Josh Galliano was a chef mm-hmm. and then the lineup is insane. It was me, Rick Lewis, Ryan McDonald, Alex oh, Feldmeyer, Mike Miller, all these dudes who now like either own their own awesome shit or they're the exec of something amazing. Mm-hmm. You know? It it was literally the breeding ground of like It's incredible. Great talent. And that changed my life. And then on my days off, uh, I wanted to just like soak up as much as I could. So at that time, my boy Brian Lipa was at niche, the original niche. Mm -hmm. He linked me with Nate Hereford. Mm -hmm. I walked in, you know, he's like, yeah, come by Wednesday when you get off school. I'm like, all right. I was off Monarch that day. So I walked in and I thought it was going to be like, Hey, how's it going? Like, all right, come in on Saturday. It was like, Wear your fucking knives, I'm like, uh, sorry, chef, they're in my car. He's like, Well, you're probably gonna need those, right? I was like, Yeah,
0: and I worked like nine hours that day. And that's what's that called again? That term staging, staging, yeah. I it was on the tip of my tongue, yeah, yeah. And that's basically what like a day or two just kind of working to make sure that you guys gel,
1: yeah, and and that to make sure that like you're not a fuck up, you're not a fuck up, you can handle it, you know, like we have dudes stage a bird, you mm-hmm. know, and like. I'm by no I'm not the fucking asshole that's like throwing shit at kids and whatever but sure. that's that that's happened to me. Yeah. It's out there still but like it's really, you know, it's one it's free labor for the restaurant, you know. Yeah. And it's a chance to see like really what you can do. Sure. So, you know, like I'm lucky to say I spent time in the in the original niche kitchen. Definitely. The first two months of that, I was fucking cleaning cases of mushrooms, picking microgreen, the grunt work, you mm-hmm. know, like you were the shit, you were the shithead. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, and then one night I was on the line, you know, I started at Garmo, uh, Garmage, which is like salad station mostly cold items, you know? Sure. Um, got cussed out by Gerard a couple of times, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but then had some great moments <clears throat> and then like worked the hot station with Josh Paletti.
0: I don't uh, I know oh Josh.
1: Uh he's awesome, man. He's one of my good buddies and he's out at Annie Guns now.
0: Is uh, that whole like uh traditional kitchen mentality of like the you know the head chef cussing out people throwing pots and pans but also bonding is that kind of been affected by you know like the culture the climate right now? <laughs> yes, the Absolutely. social justice
1: climate and everything. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean I can't, you know. I can barely tell someone that they're doing something wrong, <laughs> you know, seriously, they're, they're all, like, I'm getting sued. Yeah. You know, back in the day, you know, which isn't like, even that long ago,
0: like not 10, even years, 10 ago. years
1: ago, you know, like, and don't get me wrong. Like I learned a shit ton, yeah. especially from Josh. Like Josh's thing was like, if you asked chef a question, mm-hmm. you basically, he made you write a one page paper and bring it in the next day <laughs> on whatever you were, you asked about. Yeah. And which was awesome because it made you do research. It made you do that, you know, um, but it also made you like, give a fuck,
0: you know? Well, that that's a like, so you would ask a question. He wouldn't give a response. He'd make you answer it yourself. Is pretty, what you're saying? Pretty much. So okay. like, and then he would my, fill in any blanks. Like that, I, st-
1: I still remember my paper that I wrote. My paper was what? on lamb's quarters. <laughs> so do you know what lamb's quarters are?
0: I mean it's a cut of lamb, I would
1: assume. And that's exactly what I assumed. But guess what, Kevin? You're wrong. <laughs>
0: oh, fuck. <laughs> All right, see you in twenty-four
1: hours. Yeah. So uh, it's so, yeah, it's a it's a leafy green and it it's it would get planted around other crops because uh-huh. of the bitter taste of it. It would deter animals from eating more, you know, expensive shit, whatever. But uh, you know, we use it so like we would we call it t shirt time. We had t shirt time before our shift which was go outside. Chef's going to go over the menu for the night, uh-huh. all the specials, smoke, smoke, if you want to, whatever, real quick. And then you're working for the next nine hours on your feet, busting ass, you know? Um, and so he was explaining this dish, you know? And he was like, blah, 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 and lamb's quarters. And I'm like, Yeah, are I'm, lamb's quarters? Like,
0: Do we have any lamb in the ice? <laughs> <laughs> totally, yeah.
1: And uh, he's like, well, Bob, lamb's quarters are blah, 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 blah. And it's on the dish. And you're going to write a one-page paper and have it to me by one o'clock tomorrow. Like, what,
0: what was, right. you felt like down for it when he
1: said it? Oh, hundred percent. Well, I mean, yeah. it sucked because I knew that like, I was going to get my ass kicked that night on the line at work. And then mm-hmm. I was going to probably go out with Ricky and Ryan and Josh and drink a bunch of tequila and then <laughs> have to write a fucking paper and be back by one, you know? So that part of it, you're like, fuck man. And you were still in school at that time. Yeah. yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so two years of that, man, um, and yeah, I mean, and that's the biggest thing, dude. Like when I think about when I meet these kids now, dude, that fucking walk in. I know. You well, know and I'm like, dude. You I guys- hate to
0: talk about it because it's kind of like, it makes us feel like those old fuckers right. that we had to put up with. Yeah. But the difference is, is that we had kind of a taste of both sides of everything. Yeah. So like, like you said, like, you know, the people that we worked with probably were way more repressed. Oh yeah. And one to take their shit out on people, the weak people. Mm -hmm. And we're kind of like halfway between those two generations. Yeah. And, um, I never
1: really thought about it that way, but yeah.
0: Well, and it, you know, if you want to get more into it, I think that like each generation is trying to lengthen the following generations youth. Yeah. Okay. And innocence. And so, you know, the, uh, the greatest generation was trying to provide a better, um, Everything better, better education, better homes, better Mm -hmm. housing, better job opportunities for their kids so that their kids didn't have to work in World War II factories. Right. Those kids became the boomers, you know, or, you know, there's, there's generations in between, but, and they're like, okay, I'll hustle. I get wrapped up in the materialism of the eighties. I want my kids to have a better life than I'm having and so on and so forth. You know, and I think that that's why one we do like, I feel young as fuck still. Oh yeah um, in my thirties. And I feel like I've had a longer youth than my parents ever did and way longer than my grandparents ever did. Mm-hmm. And I think it's some, it, it, it's natural. Like we want our kids to have a good life. That doesn't necessarily mean an easy life, but if we're in a situation to help them out, it's your kids. You're going to yeah. do it. You're not yeah. going to be like, sorry, little guy. Right. You yeah. know, uh, you're going to move out when you're 17 and a half and you got to figure this shit out figure for yourself. Out. Yeah. You know, And number one, we don't raise kids like we used to in the past. Oh, definitely not. They're not even uh, beginning to be situated to live on their own when they're 18 now. God, yeah. And that falls over into being a boss and having to deal with kids that just literally have no idea how to work today. Yeah. And so I try and look at, at more of an analytical instead of a... Um, negative, like purely negative, like, yeah. man, fucking millennials. Don't, well, technically, I am a millennial, but fucking uh, whatever the young people are today don't know how to do shit. They don't know how to do any work, act thick or anything. It's yeah. like we kind of created that monster. We did. And we have to figure out a way to f- make them want to have purpose again.
1: Yeah. And that's, it's, it's funny you say that, man, because like I was talking to somebody yesterday about like, kind of like what my day-to-day is right Mm -hmm. now you know and it's definitely different than even what it was four years ago oh sure and but the best part is like you're right you have to view that as to me I take it as like a challenge you know Mm -hmm. all right how do I coach this kid and make him do one do this job the way I want him to do it but also hopefully teach him teach him some shit along the way you know and uh Yeah. I mean, that's, that's one of the coolest things right now. Like where I'm at is, you know, I'm right now I'm bouncing around venue to venue and we got two renovations going on at the same time. But the best thing for me is like, I was so lucky to work for these awesome chefs throughout my career. And now I get to like, I get to share some of that. Yeah. It's a really cool thing.
0: Like showing someone in, in your own method. Yeah. Like you're not trying to alienate people. And I'm sure it's even a struggle for you to find employees in this kind of climate. 100%. And, um, and so if you have the idea that like, man, Bob's a real ball buster, you know, he's always cussing me out, you know, blah, 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 blah. Right. Then it's like, fuck, you have to have, you have to take what you learn and put that into a different format of having like a positive, healthy work environment. Yeah. Because, people just don't have the bandwidth for that kind of mindset anymore to like, you know, like the Kung Fu training. Of, right. like, yeah, yeah. It's just, it's just not in them. Yeah. And again, you know, I don't know if it's any, if it's bad or good, but it's just, a, you got to figure it out Yeah. or else you, you're going to have no employees working for you.
1: Absolutely, man. And I think, you know, I think if you would ask, I'm, I'm sure there's a couple of dudes that would be like, fuck that dude. But uh, I think if you ask, <laughs> like, Most of anyone who's ever worked for me or with me, like, you know, I, we, we, I treat people right, you know? And like, it was when, like, I always kind of told myself, like, even as a kid, you know, like, I remember thinking like, man, if I ever get a break, you Mm -hmm. know, like, I don't know why, like, you know, not to get too deep, but like, you know, I didn't, I didn't didn't have like a dad, you know, I didn't have a good dad, you know, uh. That's a whole fucking thing. Yeah, I know. No. Uh, and I think that like really drives me now to like w- help like coach these kids and, and, you know, try to help them out. And, Definitely. And and do that because like, you know, I guess, you know, internally I'm like, well, I didn't have that, but so let's, let's give that to someone else. You yeah. Know? Like give them what I didn't have. You know? Yeah.
0: And it's weird too, man. I always say that like um – you You either let these things that you grew up with determine who you are, or you change and you use them as fuel to become something else mm-hmm. and uh, it, it's funny because you probably notice this too as you become an adult and you 're dealing with shit and you 're dealing with loved ones and people like you can maybe even catch yourself exhibiting some tendencies oh my God. Of, of someone that you are not a fan of. Dude, a hundred percent. And then man. you're like, Oh fuck, what did I just what do did to I this just person do? that I care for? Yeah. Am I acting like my dad, my mom, my you dude, know abusive 100%. older brother or whatever? Yeah. yeah. Um. And I think that those are kind of the, the self-reflective moments where it's like, fuck either, either I become what I used to hate or I remember what I wanted to do when I was a kid and how I wanted to be. Mm-hmm. And I would be that now or I turn into an asshole.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: And so I think it's important and it's cool that you've realized that in dealing with the uh, younger people yeah. that, that are under your wing.
1: Yeah, man. I mean, it's a thing, dude. And I mean, especially in this industry, you know, like I'm lucky my fiance, Renee, is just the most amazing person in the world. Yeah. She's another know. hustler, man. Yeah, dude. She's there <laughs> every day. You know, it was funny. Like when we, uh, when I opened Bird, um, we like had the discussion and I'm like, you, I'm like, I don't want you to work there. You know? Yeah. And you know, she, and she's amazing. She, she managed the restaurant for like 15 years, you know, mm-hmm. like she's, exi- she's what I needed, but I was like, I don't want you to work there because 99% of people that, you know, love each other and work together in the restaurant industry. Oh man. End up just parting ways. Yeah. You know? And I, you know, We weren't even engaged at the time, but I knew that, you know, this is the love of my life. I want to marry this girl. I don't want to fuck it up. And yeah, two months into opening bird, I had called her and I'm like, get here now. Like I need you. (laughs) So luckily we have found the way to, we found the way to work together and like do it well. You You pressure cooked it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. just Fucking throw it in the fire, dude. And uh, it, it worked out, you know, like there's, don't get me wrong. We have our moments. It's tough it's hard leaving it at work and not bringing it home. Mm -hmm. It's hard even, you know, we'll go a week and maybe not even cross paths till, you know, one in the morning when we're laying in bed, you know, it's, it's crazy dude. And, uh, but we figured it out, you know, um, we do a pretty good job at it and she is really like taking over bird. Like she, she runs that thing, man. Yeah. She runs that thing and she does a, a phenomenal job at it. But, it is. It's tough, man. Like, you know, people are always like, man, you got, you got all these cool bars and restaurants and
0: like, you know, oh. you know, whatever. I'm like, do you have no fucking idea, man? <laughs> right. You know? Yeah. yeah. There, there is the, there is that whole of what you put out there versus, you know, what's going into the sausage. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> and it's a lot of blood, sweat and tears and it's crazy. You know, it's, I'm trying to even veer away from talking about entrepreneur life because it is so hard to verbalize the the amount of stress and uh sleepless evenings and mornings that you have to go through mm-hmm. in order to get to a place where it's where you are relatively stable yeah. if if ever. Yeah, I mean, I know, like, I
1: mean, you made it look easy, dude, to be honest. Like, I remember, you know, before I really got to know you, like, like
0: seeing what you were doing and being like, dude, this dude's doing cool shit. But I'm not posting the real shit of going to the, uh, to city hall every every week, which I, every time I see that, it's like, Oh, it's like your own little St. Louis meme now. It is dude. And you know what?
1: It (laughs) fucking saved my life. We had, I had a hearing a conditional use hearing and they were like you know it was something about we didn't turn in this or i whatever and i'm like really oh, i have proof i have a fucking photo so every time i walk in city hall that's my thing i take a photo oh and i and i and just cuz a lot of chefs are like this but like i have like all right, I have to do it this way and, yeah. it, and it has to be done, you know? So I got to take the photo and I have to post it online before I get to the elevator across the room. And I, like an in, oh, <laughs> and I do it every time. I'm in an external brain. Oh, hundred percent. And I do it every time I went to fucking city hall. And the other day we're in this hearing and they're like, yeah, you were supposed to do this and blah, blah, blah. And you didn't get done. I'm like, Oh really? Hold on. There Let me present exhibit yeah. A. Yeah. Exhibit A. <laughs> man, approach the bench? <laughs> yeah, man. Fuck, dude. They make it so like, I don't know. Do you deal with that shit with all like even with Try not with to your brands? Like Try not to. Yeah. Um
0: not be no, because I don't really have any public uh facing businesses to where there's people can walk in off the street. Yeah. Um I part, So you pretty much got your life, business license from an L C
1: and you're good. Yeah. You don't have to do I got it. Like,
0: well, it's different, you know. Uh, I I quit my job right before the recession as well, which is interesting. Mm-hmm. And um I was still doing photojournalism work, so that's just you know independent contractor, whatever, yada yeah. yada. Then I set up an LLC, and pretty much the same thing. Don't mm. have to do anything. Then when I started doing products, then I have to get into insurance, yeah, trademarking, copywriting, a lot of legal fees, but still not really anything to where you know, like even even the spot that we're in is a mixed use facility. That I eventually was just like, yo, it's just residential. Mm. Nobody's ever coming in here to buy a product. No, or get a massage or whatever the fuck (laughs) it is. So, yeah, luckily I haven't, but I I obviously have those plans um, in the future for spots, and I'm just trying to glean as much Mm. uh, pain and stress from my fellow businessmen. (laughs) So I know what I have to get into. Yeah, dude.
1: That's. I don't know. I mean, I've definitely been pretty open about it. And
0: uh, I think and that's beautiful. I honestly don't know, especially local, anyone that's done it like you have done it um, with the kind of transparency Mm -hmm. that you've done it. Yeah. Because I think that like, yeah, in in every, every industry, nobody wants to reveal their secret list of uh, spices. Yeah. Yeah. They're just like, yep, you'll figure it out, kid. Right. And nowadays, the more stuff, like if anybody asks me about steel manufacturing or working with a leather tannery, Mm -hmm. I I tell them everything I know. Yeah. There are no secrets. Yeah. You know, I don't necessarily tell them what my costs are. Right. But I'm like, here's how you do it. Here's how you do it. Here's who you talk to. Tell them you know me. Totally. And I feel like the more of the secrets, air quotes, that you give away, the more comes back to you. Yeah. Because you kind of position yourself now as this thought leader in uh even maybe just the niche of going down to city hall right and getting your shit pushed through
1: yeah i mean it's i mean they really make it difficult man and i think uh things can definitely be streamlined but i think they're yeah. like justifying a lot of people's jobs down there i think they could be replaced with ipads you know yep and it like the perfect example like you know i'm moving a new food partner into my bar in Dogtown. yeah and it's uh, Tommy Andrew. Everybody calls him Tommy Salami. Yep. Uh, he was a Minarch guy too. I met him at Minarch. <laughs> um, just one of the best chefs I know, and just a great dude. And you know, he is like Tommy has like the biggest heart ever, and like he was never a guy who would like cuss somebody out or whatever. You know, and like the first day I fucking took him to City Hall, dude, you should have seen like the way this lady treated us. You oh know, and I like I get it all the time, so I am used to it. You know, yeah. and I'll fire back. <laughs> Yeah, you know because I kind of want you to probably because they're so maybe like yeah I don't know but like this lady was just so direct and so rude Mm -hmm. and like we walked out of the building division and Tommy looked at me and was like why the fuck would anybody open a business in the city so that's his first experience you know what I mean like yeah that's bullshit dude it is that is fucking bullshit because one it's hard enough especially a restaurant
2: Mm -hmm.
1: everything you have to do like I, i there's a saying that I tell people all the time. It's like opening a restaurant is the hardest thing that you'll do before you do the hardest thing you'll ever do. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Cause like just everything you have to do to open the door, Yeah, the, you know, dealing with the contractors, all the permitting. Mm-hmm. I mean, do they, they bury you in a hole before you even fucking open the door. Yep. You're, you're three, four grand in the hole with fees and permits and everything just with the city, you know? So it's just tough, man. And I, I, I think more people need to speak up about it. I think that, I mean, I've even like had this idea in my head of like trying to start something. I don't even know what it is, if it's a weekly or monthly meeting with business owners to just What about
0: vent. a packet or something? Oh, yeah. you're saying just to connect to like with vent
1: And figure out how to navigate this shit and like, hey, what went wrong with yours? And, you know, mm-hmm. try to figure all this
0: out. Um I don't know. I feel like something needs to be done. Is like, there any sort of not union, but like I know there's the um, what's that thing that Troika Brodsky runs, the uh, craft beer, uh, yeah, something, yeah, craft beer, of uh, whatever. Something. It's just yeah. a group of all craft. Like the bartenders beer. guild, like some yeah, stuff like yes. that. Yeah, yeah, craft brewers guild, craft beer. Yeah, and uh, you know, I wonder if there's any. There's no entity like that in the city or no. no, region. no I think
1: I think there should be one so that line cooks and chefs can get insurance.
0: Yeah, fuck yeah.
1: I mean, I literally just I just got health insurance like 2 years ago. I pay like over $400 a month for it. Bro. But I just got it 2 years ago and I'm six. I 6. Really? Yeah. Yeah. It's fucking crazy, man. Yeah. I didn't have health insurance for 8 years. Yeah. Work cuz I was working as a cook for 8 bucks an hour could barely pay my bills you know, and that's yeah. just,
0: it's crazy. Yeah. And, so and there,
1: I think there needs to be something where if we could like, you know, gang up, I don't know, does that help us get insurance as a whole, you know, does it help, you know, navigate through the bullshit at city hall, whatever. Like,
0: yeah. I mean, I think any of that's, I mean, you know, not that you need anything else on your plate, but like <laughs> that kind of thing, uh, that kind of alliance, those resources that you could develop, like, mm-hmm. Hey, new, new restaurants, here's a packet. Here's everything you got to do to get through the bullshit of city hall. Yeah. You know, here's how much it's going to cost. And
1: for me, like I, uh, (laughs) I'm a fucking idiot. I don't just open a regular (laughs) restaurant. I have to, put a food trailer on someone else's property <laughs> or I got to open in an arena or in a hotel. Yeah. You all know, at the
0: same time. Yeah.
1: Like nothing's been no, bird was bird was nor, you know, it's its own standalone building. But yeah, since then we've just been like, let's fucking be different. Yeah. You
0: know? Yeah. I want to get into that. Um, but I, One thing I want to touch on is uh, how did you find your partners? Like, so if you got somebody yeah. that's super skilled and is just tired of the bullshit and thinks that they have the gonads to strike out on their own. Mm-hmm. Obviously, if you don't have money, that's going to be a problem. Yeah. Uh and if you don't have someone maybe doing the things that you don't excel at. Yeah. Whether it's paperwork, finances, accounting, yeah. blah 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 blah, blah yada yada. Yeah. How did you meet those two guys uh, and is that something that you think other people can replicate?
1: Uh yeah, I mean, I think it has to be the right mix of people, mm-hmm. you know. Um I so I met my partners because so ben Ben and Rick owned Tam Avenue. Mm. Um, I now am an owner of it um, mm-hmm. because of what we've done over the years, you know. Um, but at that time, uh, Tam was just a bar, and honestly, I hadn't even heard of it. Yeah, you know, I definitely didn't go there, uh, and it had a, a coffee shop They were trying to put a coffee shop in there.
0: yeah, I remember Cardeias. In a corner cup. Our corner cup. Corner cup. Our yeah. Cardeas must have been right before that.
1: Okay. Yeah. yeah. And uh so basically Ben Strake posted on Facebook, like, hey, looking anyone know a good chef that may want to consult mm-hmm. for a breakfast concept I have or whatever. Luckily, like twenty motherfuckers were like, Talk to Bob Rosell, you know. <laughs> and literally that's how we met. Like he reached out. Um I did go do the consulting thing for him, you mm-hmm. know. Uh and right away, like both of them were like, Here's the contract, like everything was on paper. It was like coming from what I just went through, I was like, Oh my god, this is so refreshing. Perfect. Like they're
0: doing this right. You know So there was no you didn't want to even negotiate necessarily no. at that point. You're just like, Oh, okay, you guys take care of the money, the paperwork, I'll yep. sign this. I was like,
1: Whatever. Yeah. yeah. Um to me it was I mean, I, I needed the money, but mm-hmm. it was more of like a creative thing and also an outlet for me to get my name out there. Mm-hmm. I was really pushing hard to, like I, I saw that there was no light at the end of that tunnel at Athlete Eats. You yeah. Know? I hear you. So even though I was sticking it out and still doing it, like, I'm like, I need a fucking plan B, yep. you know? So Ben reached out to me. I did the consultant thing. Um, it went great. Like it literally turned it around. People were actually coming and eating brunch. And mm-hmm. we were teaching these kids how to use the $17,000 espresso machine that they were <laughs> fucking up before. You know? <laughs> <laughs> and,
0: uh, um, but those 20 people referred you. Yeah. And that's the key. That was cool, man. You know, and, yeah. and, but that's not cool. That's just because you're a good person, you know? And I think that that's the key is um, you need to reflect and think, Well, am I the kind of person not, you're not trying to be a people pleaser, but like, am I the other, am I the person that people will remember fondly? Yeah. Will they have good interactions with me Will they think I was a dick. Why would they think I'm a dick? Right. Let me think about that, you know? And those are things that you're not really necessarily pulling to mind. Mm. You're just like, I got to be a cool person. I got to be better than maybe the experiences I had when I was younger. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to be the opposite of that because I don't want anybody to feel like that. Yeah. For sure. So that's, you know, I think that that's kind of actually the secret is that you were cool with people and good person to begin with. Well, thank you, man. And then that led to uh, other people referring you. Yeah. Which then led to you busting your ass. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. And it, it just like, I don't know, man, like things started to just fall in the right place. Like yeah. I was, dude, I was hustling, man. I was, I was going out to Shawmet on the weekends and cooking out there because my homie was out there and they were paying me like 500 bucks cash in a weekend you know, and I was, I was doing that. I was, any kitchen I could get into, you know, like people knew like I was a gun for hire, you know, so I would, luckily I was getting the calls and I was mm-hmm. getting work, but, uh, it was definitely a fucking hard time. You Do know? Re-
0: a lot of restaurants pay cash? No. Okay. I didn't no, think so. No, 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 Yeah. No.
1: This was a, <laughs> a, this was a special situation. deal. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and then like I was talking to another group of people about, Burden barrel like yeah. i had that concept in my head you know and i'm like this is what i want to do and i think you know and crazy enough i was right but i was like fried chicken's gonna be the next wave and sure enough <laughs> it fucking took off you know and um just getting to know ben at that time and rick mm-hmm. i was like man like we really
0: gel good together you know and And Rick, where was Rick at, at that point? Was he, uh, Um, he was, he did a stint at Southern, right? Or no.
1: Oh no. I'm talking about my business partner, Rick. Oh, sorry. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Uh, yeah. Rick Lewis was at
0: Southern. Yeah. Sorry, I forgot that your other business partners... But that's a funny spirit. story
1: too, so let's go back to that. <laughs> okay. <That's, I> actually <laughs> have a, really, a funny dude. A really funny Ricky story. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I was getting to know Rick and Ben, my business partners. Gotcha. And uh, I'm like, man, we just fucking really gel good together and like, you know, talking with them like we had the same beliefs and what we wanted to do, mm-hmm. you know, like it was all about hospitality. That's it awesome. was like, we want people to have the best experience no matter where they're at, you mm. know, whether we're doing a high end steakhouse in the Chase, <laughs> a fried chicken place on Jefferson, a hole in the wall bar in Dogtown, yeah, like where we want you to leave, going, man, I I can't wait to come back here, mm. you know, and we just really all like knew that's what we wanted to do, and I think when you get down to the core of it in this industry, like as long as you're doing that, you're you're going to be successful, you know,
0: yeah. How so? How many um, decisions do they make versus the decisions that you make? Like, is it a uh
1: day to day? Is uh, is definitely me, you yeah. know. Um, and luckily, because we've built that level of trust, you know. But anything that's like big. Um, there, you know, we, we definitely
0: branding in in interior design, things like that. Well,
1: no, not really that. I mean, I had carte blanche, like bird was me, man. Ground up design, everything that was just like my brainchild, you know, that's my baby. And, uh, so that was cool. They, you know, they let me do it. They trusted me, you know, um, more on like, we're okay. We're going to cover the patio at Tam. Mm Mm-hmm. And it's going to cost some money.
0: Yeah, logistic.
1: Let's all talk first. Yeah, you know, like stuff like that. Um, and it, what's awesome is like, as long as it's going to make sense for our business, mm-hmm. you know, we're all we're down to do it. You know, like we've we definitely could have, and still could be, we could take more money out of our businesses, but we just keep investing back into them. You know, yeah, it's like, smart. We want to make them. We want to provide great environments for our employees. We want to make our spots the best they can be, um, and yeah, man. I mean, we just all through us really, really care about it, you know. And having those two, you know, like especially, you know, Rick, like, and then that dude is built. I mean. It's insane. He yeah. owns like 68 companies.
0: Let's get him on the podcast. Right. You should, <laughs> man. He's an
1: interesting dude, man. Yeah. Honestly, I find out something new about him like every week, <laughs> like, you know, like, like you play trombone. Fuck. <laughs> He's a master diver. He's a pilot. He, That's awesome. Know, yeah. Like black belt. Okay. He's like the world's interesting, man. Um, but the Ricky story. Yes. Well, so. you can paint,
0: paint the, uh, climate of fried chicken. You know, is there like a brief, uh, history of of contemporary fried chicken and like where you came in and like how and you know rick recently came in as well mm-hmm. um because it seems to me like yeah there's these places and there's obviously the old soul food places that yeah. we kind of pay heed to yeah in terms sure. of the spice factor yeah um and then it seems as long as you're a good person with a good business plan and approach and interesting brand you can do a fried chicken place <laughs> to a certain I don't extent. Know about that, no, no, yeah, I, no, I'm no. not dismissing it. I'm no, saying I know what you mean. Yeah, I'm for saying sure. that there's um, enough interest. People in, want it. Yes, there's a demand.
1: Right? Yes. Yeah. I don't know. Are you asking like what, why we chose it, or
0: no, like what, uh, what was going on when? Why did you say fried chicken's the move?
1: Okay. Um, so, like, the concept was. Um, that I had in my head, like what I wanted to do was I wanted, it really revolved around an old, like changing the fast food game Mm. was what I wanted to do. Like you drive down Jefferson and you got like Sonic Burger King, McDonald's, Popeye's. That's it. Yeah. And Popeye's, that's it. Yeah. That's the only option those people have to go eat, you know? Mm
0: -hmm.
1: And to me, like that's bullshit, you know? So, that was really the thing. Like, let's, let's go into these cool, like what we think are great communities.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: If we can find an old fast food place, let's change it. Let's make it as affordable as we can. Mm-hmm. People also don't think about that shit when they're like, how the fuck you charging $12 for some cauliflower. <laughs> well, motherfucker, you know what all goes into this shit? Right. You know, like, so anyway, sorry.
0: Uh, <laughs> That's real. Um,
1: yeah. That shit's real. Uh, <laughs> So, yeah, so like change the fast food game, find a fast food place and I, and it, it it I wanted it to revolve around like we had one staple thing that was the money maker and we could pump out a drive-through mm-hmm. and it would support the business but then also inside maybe do a little more like chef-driven shit where I could yeah. still be creative, still put out good food but in this like really casual atmosphere, yeah. you know? So, we were really like I mean, you know, we're four and a half years old or a little over four years old. I, I'm not saying we like blazing
0: trails and shit, but I think we really
1: took well, our own. I honestly, think we took our own. Now yeah. that
0: I think about it, retaining the drive through is actually pretty, uh, um, like landmark. Yeah. Nobody did that shit. No, yeah. No. I can't think of a single place that's done drive through with the same kind of food quality and, uh, you know, uh, whatever, how do you say it? The chef background. Yeah that you guys have for sure or that you have Um, and I'm you know it's just hit me now I'm like there are no other places that have and it's important too because it's not like all right, white people coming in and we're making a nice fried chicken place and you know it's not accessible totally you're like no we still got the drive-thru yeah and yeah I've got a badass history of cooking at tons of restaurants but I still want to be a part of this community absolutely
1: man that was the thing dude It was bridge that fucking gap you know and I think you know we were successful man I yeah. really do like we get I see a lot of the same faces every day we're still seeing new people that have never been there Yep. and and it's a it's an amazing mix of people too you know yeah
0: you know what I love is not just seeing young white kids in the kitchen yeah 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 <laughs> for sure yeah I mean it's like uh this is people from the community
1: yeah man yeah. uh we've definitely like it's been cool man creating jobs in that community for sure and we've 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 done a lot we yeah we we have turnover you know um
0: shout out to jason dean for seeing some of that too for sure obviously you are you know 99.9 of that
1: but but no for sure man and he you know jason took a gamble on me too yeah you know like he had eaten my food at athlete eats and we had talked and everything but Mm -hmm. he didn't know if i could pull that off you know and like that was you know i think it it's kind of like an anchor of of cherokee you know and like totally with us down there, more people are coming down. People go to a blues game mm-hmm. and eat our chicken, and then they're like, Where's your restaurant? And then yep. the next day they're down on Cherokee Street. Yep. That's fucking huge to it's me. It's awesome. You know, it um, needs
0: to be replicated more and more to make that area a uh, continued yeah. success, you know? Yeah. Up and down the street. For sure, man.
1: And it's, I mean, I'm not going to lie, man. It's been tough. Like the crime, yeah, oh, I and, bet. you know, like it's not easy down there. Jason tells me stories all the time. Yeah, man. <laughs> you know, um, and it's, you know, you want to be polite, but, but I mean, literally, we had a, you know, we had a guy with his pants around his ankles walking around our front patio. the other day. And you're <laughs> like, Man,
0: what? So going St. On? Louis, you know, yeah, right.
1: <laughs> Let me get a vest out.
0: Well, what's cool is that you met up with the partners. They were needing somebody to consult, and then they took a next step. Yeah. And then they took a next step with you taking it back over Tam, mm-hmm. and now that you guys are taking another big step. Into this opportunity with the Tenderloin Room.
1: Huge, man. Uh, it's a dream come true. You know, getting Bird into Enterprise Center
0: mm-hmm. was massive for me. How hard me. was that, or was it just so It was hard. Was it um, presented to you, or did you have to go after it?
1: What's crazy is they came to me. Yeah. So, uh, 18 months in, mm-hmm. uh, server comes back in the kitchen. Hey, there's two guys at 22 that want to talk to the owner. I told him the owner's a chef, and obviously we're a little busy right now. 22, uh, Table 22, sorry. Oh, table 22. Yeah. yeah. Um, and uh, luckily I wasn't being an asshole that night, so <laughs> I went out and talked to them, you know, and they're like, hey, you know, blah, blah, blah. We're with the St. Louis Blues and Levy, which is the company that runs all the food down there. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we just want to tell you we love your brand. We're, 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 we're romancing the idea of bringing in more local stuff, you know,
0: um, gotta love how they put it. Right. Yeah.
1: And, uh, I was like, all right, whatever. You know, it was a quick conversation. I'm thinking, are they blowing smoke up my ass? Cause mm-hmm. they want a free dessert or do they mean this shit? You know? And luckily like a week or two later, I remembered. So I shot, I fired off an email to them, you know, thanking them for their time for coming in. And if you ever want to come back, blah, blah, blah. And love to continue the conversation. And we took it from there, you know? Um, just with negotiations back and forth. I, I had to go and like cook for them a couple of times too. Like, I mean, they made me work for it for yeah, sure, but, you know? Yeah. And it's funny now. Cause like everybody on their son, and I don't know if I should say. Cause whatever. <laughs> everybody hits me up and they're like, Hey man, like what's, <laughs> you got a contact at enterprise. Like I, I want to get in there. I and get I'm, I'm kind of like, man, I work for that. You know, yeah. like I'm happy to pass you a phone number, but like, there's no like magic like thing like oh how do you know how do
0: I get in there? Yeah, like, that's a that's a huge takeaway that people don't ever really get either. Is like oh you know this guy you can hook me up and I'm like yeah. actually I don't know if I can because I'm not trying to be a dick, but networking means that you're providing something to somebody that's asking and to the person that you're going to hook them up with. It's not and a one way support street.
1: and they're going to support yeah. what it is. Yeah, yes, exactly. Yeah.
0: And so it's like. I really have to know you and, and also feel like it's almost like mafia shit. Yeah. Be able to vouch for you. Totally. (laughs) Yeah. In order to pass your information along. And, um, you know, that's not something that you, that's, that's a, it's not something that's ever really taught to you. Yeah. That's just something you pick up on through like the subtlety of human connection and business dealings. And like, yeah, I could, hook you up, but I'm not going to because I don't think I can vouch for you. Yeah. Just honestly speaking. Yeah, absolutely. And you're, you're only, you're not only as good as your connection, but like I, I, in that respect, you are only as good as the people that you can introduce to other people and people remember that shit. Mm -hmm. If you're like, Hey, is this guy good behind the burner? (laughs) (laughs) And if you're like, well, fuck, no, he's not. But you know, he needs a break. Right. You know, if you don't tell them that, they're going to be like, hey, dude, I thought you guy, I thought this guy was was, cool. I thought he was was your guy. Yeah. 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 So no, I mean, I think that's, um, you know, we set ourselves up through hard work for these opportunities and it's maybe a touch of luck, but you've been working so hard to get to that point to where blues would even consider you to be an enterprise center or Levy or whoever, whoever's making the decisions behind that call. Yeah, man. So now to to flip that
1: into what I think is like the most iconic hotel in the city. Of course. Is I, I dude, it took me, so we've had it since June, you know, mm-hmm. and we've been operating it since June. You know, I've been cooking there and like, oh shit, I was trying to fly under the radar. We were trying to not say anything until the renovation was done, which will be like December 1st. But, like, people started coming in there, and, like, I'd get that look. Like, <laughs> that's, like, that, that's that fucking chicken dude, you know? Like, what the fuck is he doing in here? And then, like, you know, people started calling. People started talking. And, like, George Mayhew called me. Mm-hmm. He was like, Bob, this is the worst-kept secret in the city, dude. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, all right, well, whatever. Yeah. And then Ian Frobe called me and, like, caught me off guard one morning. And I'm like, I'm not going to tell him no or, like, I don't want to tell you what's up, you know? Yeah. So that was like the shock and all, where one day there was like five articles written, you know? And so it, even then it like, I don't know. It's just, I care about it so much. I think it's like the pinnacle of my career. Like I never dreamt one, get into a stadium and then have a a restaurant in a hotel, you know, like it's amazing to me, man. So it's
0: interesting. You know, like I look at you growing very, uh, what's the word, laterally, uh, instead of opening a bird and barrel out in Chesterfield or, mm-hmm. or in another city or whatever, you're throwing yourself into these opportunities that are their own beast altogether. Yeah. And I appreciate that because I do that a lot too. Yeah. I don't, you know, I. It, it's not the easiest way of doing things. You diversify your fun. Yes, but it is, <laughs> it, if you are able to, and I always say any new initiative any new idea whether it's a company or a product or a restaurant it takes at least two years from beginning to know if it's going to work absolutely two years of your life yeah and your precious time yeah to know if that sucker's gonna work and what's crazy in the restaurant game it's probably it's even more nuanced
1: it is in those two years or it's it's you know go down in
0: flames or (laughs) or
1: or it's gonna work you know so like it's tough,
0: man. You well, know? I guess what I'm thinking is that there's just inherently more risk in the restaurant game than other entrepreneurial efforts. Yeah. And uh, and it's amazing to me. And that's why I'm so interested to talk to people in this field because I feel like it's like entrepreneurism on drugs. Yeah. You know, it's just like Dude, uh, or, or on steroids, not yeah. dr- <laughs> well, I mean, and drugs. Well, I drugs. Well, I'm on but, <laughs> drugs.
1: But, um, yeah, like... I mean I'm an accountant, I'm a babysitter, yes. you know, I'm a therapist, Your creative I'm creative director, chef, yeah. I'm a plumber. I'm, <laughs> you know, every day like you're doing all that every day. Right. And it's it's crazy, man, like it, also like not just working for like great great chefs, but like St. Louis is special, man. Like mm. I've had so many people like even dudes I didn't work for but like 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 quee Mm-hmm. you know for Miley mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. one nicest dude in the world yeah two no matter what that dude is always taking the time to like talk to me mm-hmm. and like help me if i needed help or just be that ear you know yeah.
0: and like that's a trick too like um putting that stress that you have somewhere else yeah so that you can be one on one for sure yeah <laughs> i mean we're probably both doing it right now <laughs> oh absolutely yeah i mean i'm i'm like thinking in the background <laughs>
1: about all the shit that, yeah but uh yeah, and, like, I think I, I think it was Que like, talking, like, one, the game's tough, man, and you got to do it right, but St. Louis is a spot you want to do it because everybody's got your back, yeah. you know? And then you also, like, you don't have, like, along with what you said, like, you don't have a sustainable business until you can, like, walk away from it, and it Shoot. runs, you know? Yeah. And for me there's this There's kind of like I feel like there's this thing with chefs, right? Like if you're not working eighteen hours a day on the line in your kitchen, mm-hmm. sweating, drinking at night, doing drugs and going back into work, mm-hmm. you're not a fucking chef. <laughs> you know yeah, and it, and then i I've done that, yeah, I've done that for years, yeah, and now I'm at a point where like luckily we've built this hospitality group, you know, and we have different venues. So my day is not like grind on the line still, you know, yeah. it's bounce around. I'm dealing with contractors, yeah. you know, and you I'm,
0: need more than two hours of sleep.
1: Absolutely. Dude. Jesus and, uh, Especially yeah. Especially the older we get. Yeah. And so it's nuts, man. So like, there's part of me that like, And don't get me wrong, like, I still write the menus. I still do all the recipes. And I am on the line. It's just not every day anymore. Sure. You know, which, believe me, at 39 years old, it's kind of a blessing. (laughs) Yeah, no Um, doubt. (laughs) But, you know, these knees are old, bro. (laughs) Um, What were we talking about before, though, that I wanted to tell you? The, uh, what, the Rick story? Oh, Yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs) So, Renee, my fiance, she was a bartender at Quincy Street.
0: Oh, Bistro,
1: yeah. Yeah. So that was Ricky's in law's joint, right? Oh, okay. So Rick, after Monarch closed, that's mm-hmm. where Rick went. And it's he Rick. and he really turned that around. And that, you know, that's where he got like his James Beard. Yeah, nod the banging. It was awesome, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He fucking Rick, again, like all those dudes out of Monarch, one, they're all like some of my best friends. Yeah. And they're all super talented. And I think that all goes to Josh. That's you know? awesome. Yeah.
0: And the right timing for all those people to assemble at that place yeah, at the same time
1: for sure. So Renee is bartending at Quincy, and uh, we had Renee and I had separate apartments in South mm-hmm. City before we moved in together. You know, mm-hmm. and got to that point where we're like, yeah. right, we know we're going to get married. One rent, we hang out at one person's <laughs> house. Yeah, let's yeah. let's do this. <laughs> um, so. That was like our neighborhood joint because one, she was working there and it was like right in between our two places mm. and also Ricky's my boy. So I was, I was building, I mean, I hung out there so long. I, I hung out there when I was at athletes mm-hmm. and all the way to when I was literally building bird and barrel, mm-hmm. Right. So I'm in there all the time and me and Ricky are like, you know, knocking back pickleback shots (laughs) and I'm like bitching to him about what I'm going through, you know, like, Oh man, like they fucked up the floor and it cost me an extra three grand and blah, 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 and whatever, you know, like Mm -hmm. giving him my woes, dude. And one night I'm up there and he gives me this look and it was like the, uh, like you banged my girlfriend in high school, you know, like (laughs) he's like, Hey man, uh, Let's talk, you know, let's go outside. I'm like, what the fuck? So we go out front, you know, and in Rick fashion, you know, he's like, I wanted you to hear it for me, man, but I'm opening a chicken spot too. <laughs> I'm like, oh my God, dude. I'm like, are you kidding me? But uh, like right away, we're like, awesome, dude. Like, you know, this is actually really cool <laughs> that now it's like two friends, are we going to be competition? Probably not. Cause it's two totally different things, you yeah. know? And that, that was crazy. Like people always were like, they wanted that, you know, they're like, so do you hate Rick? rivalry? Yeah. They wanted, it, yeah. you know, like, Hey, do you guys hate each other? And are you enemies? We're like, no, actually we're like best buds. <laughs> like, we don't care. Like whatever, you yeah.
0: know? Um, that's funny. That's, you know, and maybe it's just not only a St. Louis thing, but there definitely is the support. But there definitely is like the element of gossip and shit talk mm-hmm. and rivalry as well. Oh, hell yeah, dude. That, this, that also gets fueled by like, because it is such a small pond, dude. Like everybody knows everybody. I think that's
1: St. Louis in general, and it's definitely within the hospitality business. Sure. I mean, I can tell you everything about every waiter, waitress, bartender, cook. Yeah. You know, that's a thing. It's a small town, dude. So. You fuck up in this industry, you ain't gonna work,
0: right? Yeah, Yep. you ain't gonna work. Yep, <laughs>
1: it's tough, man. I mean, well, so
0: but he he then got started later after you though, right? There were some hiccups, or I, I'm not yeah I'm not clear on the timeline of Grace and um, everything that he so did. he did. Not that we have to go into depth, but
1: no, 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 he did. Yeah, he did um, Southern first, mm-hmm. and then you know ended up going to do Grace after Southern, and it was weird. I think we. So he was talking about Southern. He was talking about Southern was what yes. he was going to open. Cool. Yeah. He's like, yep. and then he told, you know, he's like, I'm opening it with Mike Emerson. I'm like, fuck man. <laughs> it's like, you're opening it with Superman. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> I don't know who that is. Uh, Mike Emerson owns Pappies.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah.
1: You That's ever met right. him?
0: Yes. Yeah. Now I don't know. Yeah. Him. I don't know him by name, but I know. Awesome dude, man.
1: Awesome. Awesome dude. Like I remember like back at Monarch, Monarch was a dope kitchen because like so many so many other chefs respected Josh. Mm-hmm. They like they would just come hang out and like pick his brain during service or want to be there. Yeah. You know? it's like I remember this dude walking in looking like a billy goat, you know? And I'm like, who's that? And they're like, oh, he owns Pappy's Barbecue. And just ever since then, like he was honestly, dude, he was a guy that told me, like. Throughout the summer, at least when it's not like this, mm-hmm. you're going to catch me in a Dickies work shirt that says bird and bear on it <laughs> yeah. and, and like shorts, you know, <laughs> and Mike always wore a pappy shirt, you know, and he was a dude that told me like a bird. He saw the bird shirts that I made and I made them really because of him. Yeah. And he's like, dude, good for you. He's like, be your brand. Yep. Wear that shit every day. And I'm like, ha ha. He's like, I'm serious. He's like, wear it to the bank, wear it to church, wear it to school, wear it to work. Be your brand, dude. I'm like, all right, makes sense. You yeah. Know?
0: And I, I think mean, that works for restaurants easier than it does for other things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you can't wear your own t shirt if you're in a, your own band. That's just stupid. You can't rock a snake bite shirt every day. No. No, like, no, no. Dude, no, no. this guy really likes yes. his shit. He's yeah. really obsessed with his bottle opener. <laughs> <laughs> I got mine right now. It's but it's mind. like, uh, yeah, shout out to me. Uh, no. <laughs> but that speaks to what you're talking about because you are building, building a culture, uh, as well. Yeah. And you can do that. And it's cool to represent, you know, yourself and the business because they're almost inseparable, not almost, they are inseparable. Yeah. You know, there can't be any, someone else that runs bird and barrel. No, you know, there's not going to be able to be somebody else that's going to be able to run Tenderloin Room. Yeah. And, uh, or at least have your personality and your, uh, ethics coursing throughout the vibe of that place. Mm-hmm. So talk to me about this new opportunity. Like what, now you're kind of coming back to your roots a little bit. Um, For sure. but with this, I mean, I, I didn't go to the Tenderloin Room prior. Uh, and I just want to know what the idea is or what's the, do you have? do you do these like, um, kind of thought studies where you're like, okay, if it was a person or, or like what kind of person is yeah. going to come here? Yeah, yeah. What's the attitude behind the place?
1: No, hundred percent. Um, that's why like when we, so the way it happened, mm-hmm. uh, the carriage family, they owned it, right. Mm-hmm. They've owned it for generations, you know? So Dino and his wife, Jules, um, Dino's father owned it before him. But they, they owned it and they approached us, you know, Mm -hmm. they came to us like, Hey, you know, we're, we're thinking about retiring, but we want this thing to live on, you know, like this is our family restaurant, you know, um, and we just want to find the right person. So we just like, honestly, we like hung out for like a month or two. It's cool. Like go get coffee, hang out Mm -hmm. talk, you know, we're always kind of talking about the deal, but also getting to know each other, you know? Sure. They wanted to make sure that they were giving it to the right people. We wanted to make sure that, one, it was a lucrative business and a proper business move for us. Um, and just, like, also getting in there and, like, being in those walls and, like, seeing it operate, you get the feel of it, right? So the
0: story's and there.
1: The story's there. Yeah. And that's how, you know, we took that time to go, all right, who is coming here now mm-hmm. and what do we need to change, you know? Interesting. So the... The deal with Sinesta, Sinesta is the group that owns the hotel.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: They literally, I'm going to an event after this to kick off. They just put in $33.5 million into that hotel. So the lobby, all the rooms, everything's redone and it's gorgeous. And part of that, part of our deal, not only did we purchase the business mm-hmm. of the Tenderloin room, but we had to work with Sinesta. They wanted someone to come in and we had to renovate that room. Mm-hmm. Like that was their thing, you know? So for us, what was, especially for me, you know, Do like,
0: you lease from the hotel? We do. Yeah. Okay. yeah Interesting. Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
1: So now we own the business. We do lease, you know, we pay um, rent. We yeah, pay wish- rent.
0: Yeah, that, that shit's always interesting to me. You know totally. Because you're in, you're in the hotel. You know, <laughs> yeah. Like
1: our our business model now is like we we want to own everything. You know, yeah. we don't want to lease. So don't like doubt. we're looking for bird number two. Yep. We're slow playing it because we we want to buy the building. Yep. We don't want to lease. That's, anything.
0: Kind of name the game that I'm in right now, too. Totally. So,
1: but with the being in the hotel, mm-hmm. this was such an amazing and unique opportunity. Sure. Hey, fuck it. We'll pay rent. You yeah, know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. As long as it the right as long deal. The,
0: yeah, numbers make sense. And we
1: made the right deal. Yeah. Um, but, so part of it was, you know, we have to renovate this room. For me, you know, yeah, I had these two business partners and they are fucking amazing, man. Yeah. And they're my family. And, you know, we've... So far, so good, you know, but my name is on it, mm-hmm. you know, my, like I'm, I am the guy yeah. and, and they know that and I know that and it's fine, you know, and I try to, every time there's an article or someone calls or whatever, like, don't I'm, you
0: just do chicken? Or, right. Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. But, and, but also like, I'm always talking about Ben and Rick, mm-hmm. whether they chose the, whether they choose to write that or not, I can't control it, You sure. know what I mean? Like they just want the content and they, it's more about the chef. You know, and, and we all know that and that's fine. But my point is my name's on it. You know, I'm the guy that is going to, I'm the guy that's either going to ruin the Tenderloin room or bring it back mm-hmm. to life. No matter, you know, like it is, it's yeah. on, it's on me. And so it was really important to me to get to know the residents that live there. Mm-hmm. You know, there's that's 89, cool. 89 units, you yep. know, some have two people. So, you know, you're. it's a lot of people, you know, 170 yeah. something people that are living in there. Um, I don't know. I don't math good. (laughs) Uh, No, I'm joking. Um, so you know, I like I lined it up with Sinesta and with the residents that we had a meeting and my thing was like, look, man, we're local dudes. Like, we're not some corporate thing. Yeah, We're not going to come in here and turn this into a fucking Bennigan's. Yeah. You know, like, <laughs> we're keeping it, you know, not only we're we not changing it, we're keeping it at the Tenderloin Room. Like, I did my research. I found the original logo from the 50s. It's badass. You know, so we're, we're, we're taking it back to the original stuff.
0: Yeah, and this, those are things that sometimes, like, maybe the original family can't even see that it should be cool because they've already lived with it and passed it, you know, absolutely. Yeah. And then it's like, no, oh, man, you know, like remember yeah, the things amazing. that made you yeah. cool back in the day. That's
1: it. You, That's all you got to
0: do. Yeah. Yeah. That outside influence of or perspective of you seeing that is probably going to make them proud again, too, to see it yeah. like shit. The old stuff was cool. It is old school.
1: Cool. Yeah, man. Basically. Yeah. So we're, you know, even with the renovation itself and then what I'm doing with the menu, mm-hmm. it's, you know, my job is to, I've got to walk that line of the classic steakhouse, but I've got to update it, yeah. you know? I've got to make it cool. I think it was cool. Mm-hmm. I don't think a lot of people thought about it. I'm keeping the old school shit. Like, we're still do tableside flambe, you know, yeah, for man. dessert. Waiters are in full suits. I love that shit, man. Yeah, I think I it's a lost it. art. You it know? is. And, like, if I'm going to go to the chase park plaza spend a few hundred dollars mm-hmm. like i want to be treated like a god you yeah. know like i want to leave there feeling like a king dude and that's what we do you know that's our job is we will make you feel that way and we'll do the tableside presentations and we'll remember you the next time you come in and we'll give you a card on your birthday and we'll it's remember awesome. your favorite wine and yeah all, the whole thing you know like to me, that's what it's all about. And I love that shit. Like there's no better feeling part of the, you know, I told you earlier, like I'm a sensitive dude, you know, but Mm -hmm. it's also like instant gratification. Mm -hmm. There's no better feeling to me than standing at that pass. I put my fucking heart and soul on a plate, send it out there. Somebody eats it and their eyes roll in the back of their head. Yeah. It's the best fucking feeling in the world.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I I always say, man, like a good expensive meal, there's almost, there's very few things that you can spend money on that you'll remember. Um, And one of them I think is like where you live, having a good view, like Mm -hmm. looking outside literally, and then you're literally buying and paying and reinforcing a memory. Like I remember, and you've probably had way more nice meals than I have, but I remember, you know. My top five, top six meals that I've had in the past five, ten years. Wow! Yeah. And it's just was number one. Um, number one was uh, this place in Mexico. Actually, it's called uh, and it was in Tulum, which is not an area I'm exactly stoked about. Yeah, it's kind of a little. It's no, like, a lot
1: of people go there. There's no, there is it's the, known for the, like
0: having good food. Yeah, there's this place yeah. there called Loyal Order, and it was um, oh, is this when um. Mediterranean style.
1: I don't want to say, is this when someone got bit by a spider? Bat. Bat. Yeah, bat. yeah, yeah. yeah that's yes. Not, yeah, yeah. My
0: girlfriend got yeah. bit by a bat. That's a hilarious story. Yeah. Uh, the not so hilarious aspect. I was like, hopefully
1: she turns into a bat
0: girl, that'd be dope. Well, unfortunately, you just get rabies and you die. Yeah, so <laughs> there's that. Yeah. Uh, she's going to get a bat too, I think. Really? Yeah. That's uh, where she, Where she got bit, but... um. That's cool. Yeah, That's that's another story. Rabies is... I mean, she that's ended crazy, up having I mean, to pay eight grand.
1: Over there? Or here, you got here, home?
0: Here. You come home and you go through Dude, a series scary of rabies, as rabies as shots. shit. And it, the problem is, is there's no alternative. Like, you can't just wait and see.
1: No, it's like, you need to do this and you need to do it now, and there's no other option.
0: No. And in America, they're like, if you were in a room with a bat, we want you to get the rabies vaccine. In Mexico- Really? Yeah. Just in a room? They say, if you wake up and there's a bat in your room- they want you to get the rabies vaccine because it can leave a pinprick that you won't ever feel. Oh wow. And you're warm blooded, you know, they're, yep, yep. they're, 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 they're picking you up. They could come suck on you like they do on cows. And you will not even know. You will not even know. So it's kind Damn. of freak in a weird way. It's like, there is no known pro, uh, no known, um, method for overcoming rabies vaccine. Yeah. And this is quite the tangent, but it's interesting. Yeah. Except for, um, putting somebody into a coma for a month and the cost of doing it would, uh, I believe. Wait, what? Yeah. The only time it's ever been beaten. Um, Some people. So you're in a
1: coma for a month. So your body's in that
0: state. So that mitigates it basically. Yeah. It's called like the Bangkok protocol. Um, It's a fucking great band name. It is. (laughs) And so the cost of putting one person in that coma for a month would vaccinate every kid in Bangkok. Holy shit! Basically, like the the ratio. Wow. So yeah, in Mexico they're like, yeah, you're fine. You don't yeah, need to do anything. Do. Like Whatever. people get bit by bats all the time. Yeah. And then I start just geeking out, going crazy. Like, no. We come back the the minute we got back, we went straight to the hospital. Started the first round. Were they like good move? Like, yeah. Yeah. Totally. And well, th- it's it's a you know it's a, a roll of the dice. I mean, I know a lot of people have been bit. Didn't do anything, they're still around. No big deal. But you know, it's basically uh I ain't going out like that. A nine months gambling. If you you know, if you want to gamble eight grand for see what happens in a year, you know, no, it's worth it. Right. Yeah. (laughs) But anyways, the restaurant we went to was called Loyal Order. And it was just uh you know, like Tulum. it's this big money thing that doesn't feel big money. Mm -hmm. But they just had the food down. So legit, Uh, savage right here in my neighborhood. Love it, Logan. Intense experience, great experience. Yeah, Um, all that to be said is that people that don't normally eat out like that all the time, you're literally you're you're forming a memory for them and giving it to them. Like I remember everything I had on those on those uh, menus Mm -hmm. when I ate, and that there's no higher compliment I can imagine as someone as a chef for somebody to remember everything that you fed them that night and how good it tasted yeah and everything encompassing that night you know yeah that's really cool I mean I, I I think that that's going to be interesting knowing how nice of a guy you are and how cool you are to see how you're going to interpret that form of memory making for people in this spot yeah while also paying heed to the billion other things that you have to yeah How do you feel? Um, Do you feel more well prepared for this now in terms of the calluses that you've built up doing bird? Yeah, literally.
1: (laughs) Um, Yeah, man, I do. I think, uh, you know, in no way if like this was my first thing I did, you know, if, Mm -hmm. if, if five years ago, you know, Ben came to me and was like, hey we're, we're buying the tenderloin room. I don't know you, but you want to be the chef there. Yeah. Would have been the worst thing I could have done. Probably wouldn't have worked. Wouldn't have worked. I wouldn't have been ready. Um, now, you know, just being through what I've been through and running these businesses and growing as a person and as a chef, Mm
2: -hmm.
1: you know, I'm yeah, 100% confident. Like, you know, we we kept the whole squad there, which is really cool. Everybody was excited. Everybody wanted to stay. Sure, um, but I did bring. Um, I brought a new GM, um, my boy Aaron Cranberg. Mm-hmm. Um, he's gonna be running it uh, for me, and I sent him a text the other night. Man, and was just like, "Hey, dude, you know things have been pretty crazy. You know, with this, you know, jumping right into this renovation, and you know all the other shit I got going on, and I, I just." you know part of the best part about going to colorado even though it was a couple days was like just stepping back and like i had a little time to reflect you know so i just fired on this text like hey dude i know it's been crazy but i just want to take a minute to say thank you you know for all the hard work you put in so far um but buckle the fuck up yeah you know like you haven't really seen me on game day yet you know (laughs) and um this is you know it, it it took me a minute to realize like the magnitude of what we're about to do. Yeah. you know, this is you know it's the Tenderloin Room in the Chase Park Plaza. Yeah, never thought I'd ever be in a in a point in my career where I would even have that opportunity. Yep. Um, and so now like I 100% am like I'm, I mean I'm going. You know, I'm, this will work. This is gonna work, and yeah. not only will it work, like I you know I'm I want the best steakhouse in the city.
0: That's fucking awesome. And
1: you know that's that's my job and that's, you know, why we formed this partnership. That's why we bought it. Yeah. And, uh, I think all the things are in place there for sure. Mm-hmm. You know, like the, I definitely never want to take anything away from like what that family built there. You know, yeah, it's amazing, dude, like the history and the people that go there still, you know, mm-hmm. like I'm not going to like name drop, but there's some pretty important sure. people that still go there all the time, yeah. you know? Because that's their place. That's awesome. And so those things are there, you know, and like the service. Those things are
0: coming back around too. I think that like um, the things that felt stale for the past uh, 15 years or 10 years are kind of coming back in popularity. Yeah. And like you're saying, like you want to go someplace where they know who you are. They know when it's your birthday. They know what you typically tend to order. Yeah, man. Like that kind of stuff. And maybe it's just because we're getting older too. Uh, and have a little bit more disposable income to do yeah. that kind of stuff is like, oh, yeah. Like, I, one of the most fun, not fun, but memorable instances I can remember of a steakhouse was going to Creases uh, or Crisis. Yeah. Great. You know, like, that's exactly, you know, like a little mystery. It's old school. A lot of yeah. wood panel. Yeah. Make it old fashioned like they mean it. Exactly. And then a giant, like, steak that, any vegan to cry at yeah, for sure <laughs> and it felt like i was there on business and it felt like business like this is the idea of business yeah this was that power dinner that i had yeah. when i was a kid yeah or your teenager and now it's like you're taking that old school idea of steakhouse and family and saint louis history in the oldest Maybe not oldest, but maybe it is. I don't know. I don't know.
1: Yeah, I think it might
0: be. The hotel's know. not going anywhere. Right, you know? exactly. Yeah, And uh, and and incorporating that and your new, f- you know, your vibes into that place while recognizing the history. Like, that's yeah. super interesting to me.
1: Yeah, man. And I just want to make it like, you know, I want people to think about it on a Friday night if yeah. they're going to go out to eat. You know, like, oh, the 10 room. Yeah. room. You know? I think it's, you know, it's definitely... You know, we bought it because it's a lucrative business. It yep. does very well, and it survives great on the residents and the people of the Central West End and everything. But I want everybody thinking about it. You know,
0: yeah. I hope I hope you figure out the balance in terms of transparency of sharing what's going on there with while still keeping some of the mystery of yeah. actually going there. Yeah, you know?
1: yeah, for sure. I, I know exactly what you mean. Yeah, you don't want to like put all your cards on the table and show the whole thing, right? Like, well,
0: it's like the the difference in between since you opened Bird. And despite these being completely two different entities. Mm. Um, I talked about this with Corey a little bit in terms of say five, six years ago, it behooved you to show everybody everything Yeah. in the, in, in the age of social media, all these things kind of flourish. Show me how you do this. What's this? Da, yeah. da, 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 tell me everything. And now I think we're in a period of like, yo, where's all the mystery in life? Where's the yeah. places that I can find that I can recommend to someone that doesn't have uh stickers and a hat and everything mm-hmm. people want that mystery back into their experiences and they'll pay more for it now too. yeah yeah so that's you know it's those are all things i know that you probably are subconsciously aware of uh but it's going to be cool to just like watch you do it in your own way
1: yeah thank you man so yeah i'm excited dude one to cook something other than fried chicken <laughs> yeah and to get back to like you know fine dining roots and And again, like walk that line of, you know, keep these classics and don't take away stuff that, you know, everybody goes there and loves, but I know, you know, it's a very fine line. but I also know that like, even if somebody is like, dude, that's the best thing ever, don't change that. And I know personally that I have to change it. Mm. I've got to stick to my guns, you Mm -hmm. know, like I have to cook my food. I have to do it my way. Yeah. Um, and it's uh yeah, that's a that's a tough thing in itself, you know. Yeah,
0: to take old favorites.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um and you know, don't get me wrong, there's things that are on there that are staying that are classics that are mm-hmm. amazing. But kind of like the most feedback we got really was from the residents was like more options, you know, Mm. because think about that. Like if you, you live in the chase and yeah, you got this restaurant downstairs, but you really want to eat a filet or a ribeye every (laughs) night of the week, like (laughs) one's going to kill you and two don't, you know, whatever (laughs) you need a little balance in your life. So, uh, you know, I'm for the first time ever, I'm, I'm doing a whole separate bar menu. Yeah. So, you know, that's cool. You know, yeah. That kind of solves
0: the thing of like, uh, not necessarily having to be all things to all people Yep. while at the same time still having some variation for, you know, some of the people that can't eat steak totally. or whatever.
1: Yeah. And you want to, you know, if you want to put on a three piece suit mm-hmm. and have your gal dress up and get the amazing corner table mm-hmm. and get a couple hundred dollar bottle of wine and go all out. Awesome. We're your spot. Yeah. You want to come in after a Cardinal game, mm-hmm. half crocked, and have a burger at the bar. That's <laughs> the best burger you've ever had. Half crocked. You're, uh, yeah, still, we're your guy. <laughs> come on in. You know,
0: that's cool. Like, yeah, I just want to be. I want. I want people to. Is there enough separation from the bar to the, like, yeah, that room to be able to?
1: Yeah, man. Um, and it, it's really cool. Like what we're doing the ceiling in the bar um, is like all this old stained glass like Ooh. it's iconic
0: dude yeah 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 so I love I, that
1: obviously not changing that mm. <clears throat> um, like you, the
0: actual ceiling yeah and dude. it's got lighting maybe in it yeah, yeah it's yeah, yeah.
1: sick I it's love awesome. that shit. <laughs> I like as a little as a little sneak preview dude like a year ago took a picture ah. of the ceiling and just posted that on Instagram no caption nothing <laughs> I think I just wrote classic yeah. you know and I, and I, I'm like, really? Like, people, were, people were like. There was a couple wrong guesses, and then somebody's like, yeah. "Oh, Tenero room in a chase," yeah. <laughs> and then somebody's like, "The chase, Tenero in room." Wait, uh, are you buying the Tenero in room? Wait, are you? And I'm like, <laughs> "Fuck!" <Yeah. laughs>
0: delete. delete, delete. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So, what's the schedule for that place?
1: Uh, so they were, they did
0: do lunch uh-huh. in the past. But it was really... I mean, like, in terms of... Oh, when we're... What we're doing? Are, I, I, you said that you already are open, but...
1: Yeah, so we've had it since June. We've been operating every day since June. We just closed, like, three days ago. For the renovation. For the renovation. Cool. And the goal, like we will without a doubt be open by december 1st cool but hopefully everything shakes out where that last week in november yeah um we'll be making some phone calls Mm -hmm. and inviting friends and family just to come like fill the room Mm -hmm. and give me a chance and our staff a chance to put the train on the tracks again you know before we really do it um and you know we'll probably just do you know hand out food you know not like sit down and order stuff but Come in, be a part of the space, you know, have a drink on us, see the renovation, you know, mm-hmm. we're, we're going to have TV showing what it used to look like. And then you're looking around seeing what we did, you know, like we're doing some really cool stuff, man.
0: Do you get legit feedback in soft opens or is it more so testing the staff in front of house?
1: Yeah. Uh, I think it'd be kind of both. It depends on how you go about it. Like what I was saying with what we want to do is probably just fill the room, do some past apps and past awesome cuts of meat. Yeah, um, And that's one thing, you know, but like with bird, we legit did a, Hey, come on in. Yeah. It's on us. Sit down, order whatever you want. Yeah. Try to that. try to fuck up the waiter, you know, <laughs> like, Hey, I want this without this and yeah. add that, you know, whatever, man, like do it, put us through the ringer. Yeah. You know, um, those nights you can definitely get real feedback, especially cause I at least Personally, I try to invite people Mm -hmm. that I know will be honest with me. Yeah, you know, like not just yes, man. So they're getting a free meal. Well, and it's like, like,
0: there's no point in doing it. Like, I I went to one and I'm like, yeah, it was great. And then I'm like, what am I doing? Like, I went to another one and it's you know, and again, delivering feedback is an art too. Yeah, but um, it's saying like, look, man, I thought. This, me personally, this was incredible. You know, your dessert's amazing, blah, Mm. blah, blah. This was maybe a little undercooked or bland or, you know, this is just my suggestion. But, and I, and in what I do too, man, I'm always, and I don't get feedback as often as you do as a restaurateur, but in my things that I do, I even want to hear feedback that's bad or not even well thought out yeah. because at least it's like eliciting some sort of response and they're thinking about it. Mm -hmm. And with my experience and you know, the maturity with whatever I'm doing, I can either take into consideration no matter what, or it actually paints a picture about that person to me that helps me understand them a little bit better. Yeah. So it's a win-win. Like, yeah, I don't think there, I don't think any feedback's ever bad. No, you just have to know which one actually gets through to, uh, you know, your soft, your soft spots. Yeah, for sure,
1: man. I mean, yeah, I, you know, I want people to be honest with me and I, I want them to give me the, the the real deal. And sure, you know, cause you get so much of like, dude, the best one I ever fucking got was Bird and Feedback. Barrel. Yeah, Bird yeah. and Barrel. or well, at least like an online review type thing, you know? Yeah. Uh Never been, walk by all the time though, <laughs> one star. <laughs> and I'm like, well, you know, immediately we're laughing. And then I start like fucking trying that's to like, decipher
0: man. it. You got to own that. Yeah. I'm
1: like, wait, <laughs> like, are we not like she walks by all the time, but we're not doing a good enough job of drawing her in. Like, do I need new signs? Do I need more lights? Like everything. Like oh, that's how God. crazy I am about that shit. That's a t-shirt. You know? Yeah, dude. Right. Never <laughs> been walk by all the time though. One star.
0: Man. Well, since I got uh, opened up to the larger Conservative of Amer- uh, American conservatives this summer, mm-hmm. I got some real choice customer service emails headed my way. After the little trip to yes. D.C., uh, yeah. well, after the the Fox News
1: shit, yeah, that but, was awesome, uh, dude. Good for you, man. I appreciate that. You know, how did that happen?
0: Uh, that's, they hit you uh, up, and yeah, I mean, I've talked about it a little bit, but it just woke up one day and uh, after a ghost ride anniversary, and went to my email, a little groggy, and it was just hey. Uh, this is the White House. We'd like to invite you to the, I'm like, there's no email signature. There's nothing. There's no, I'm like, I got to look it up. Looked up the email address. It was legit. Mm -hmm. Googled the person that sent it to me. And I'm like, oh shit, this is a good chance. This might be real. Yeah. And so, uh, I just immediately, right then and there, I'm like, fuck it, I'm doing, yeah, there was hesitation. Yeah, I'm sure. Like,
1: you know. got to though, right? Well, got to.
0: Like, however you think about the current administration, it, it just felt a little less special than it would in any other administration. Like just cause sure, it's yeah, so yeah. visible, so public yeah. tweets every day. Yeah. I'm like, you gotta be kidding me. Really? And then I'm like, fuck it. I'm going. Yeah. I'm just like, I got this. Um, and I'm working on, I'm saying this pretty much every podcast, but I'm writing an article, uh, to kind of tell the whole story. Oh, nice. So that I don't have to tell it over, over and, and over, over. Sure. and over yeah, again. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But so people hated on you when you got back? Oh, fuck yeah. Yeah. Uh, I lost tons of friends and acquaintances and followers. And then my girlfriend was getting people unfollowing her. And I'm like, you motherfuckers don't yeah. even know what I was doing. <laughs> yeah. Right. And yeah. I slow played it because I wanted to build that mystery. I wanted people to be like, is he really at the White House? Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I'm like, yeah, I'm actually at the White House. Yeah. And then everything that a lot of serendipity, you yeah. can't really plan to meet the president right. or plan to give him anything yeah, or any of that shit. And it just was so serendipitous that it just worked out perfectly. Wow. And then the Fox stuff is where I actually started to make money with it. Yeah. When I go into the white house. You're not going to just make money. You got to, i to cover all my cost. Yeah. Get out all there. Really. Yeah. They're not doing you any favors except getting you into the white house. Mm -hmm. And then when Fox called and said, Hey, come be on Fox and friends. And like, again, I was like, time to make money (laughs) split second. Okay. Let's do this. Yep. Um, and then, yeah, you know, you just deal with, uh, this was all to say that, like, I got some incredibly hilarious Uh, customer service emails like the TV told me to bought this I don't even know why I bought it and I'm just guessing on the accent here and uh, and you know this is the stupidest thing I've ever bought (laughs) and I don't know I wish I would have got it personalized because I'd return it and I'm like are you upset at me or yourself for being a sucker for buying something that you saw on Fox (laughs) (laughs) you know like I'm not I'm never really trying to like push anything on anyone yeah i think you know this it's like totally i want people to come to me i don't want to have to be like hey bob you want to do a run of snake bites yeah you know like we're friends we're boys and I don't also care. <laughs> though,
1: this guy that bought it that he doesn't like it what doesn't he like about it yeah it oh it does what it's supposed <laughs> right. to do right i mean right? It's, like, it's
0: not rocket science man. yeah it's uh i i'll be the first one to say that it's just a bottle opener yeah but either you get it or you don't like again, it's harder to do, but I'm trying to build that attitude and that culture with um, an online brand. Yeah, and that just comes through. Like, honestly, I'm not even doing that good job of it. I I, I haven't been sharing on social media, but it's just word of mouth. Like, mm-hmm. I'm kind of on that angle of I don't need to blow up people's feeds all the time. Yeah, I kind of like it when people find out and then they can share it. That mm-hmm. word of mouth goes 10 times further totally. than you're most interacted with social media because you post. know they care right they did it and i love yeah. like just i love those kind of one-on-one interactions like a lot of wholesale yeah people saying, oh man i got one of these i love them and then i just work on like being cool with that person mm-hmm. and then they tell the next person and so on and so forth there's a local company here called um gene ring gene, gene. like j-e-a-n okay. ring and i just heard about it recently but it's those brass loops that uh, like every janitor uses for like a key ring for their belt loop. Mm -hmm. And it's like, um, it's, it's kind of like an old telephone shape or like a figure eight that doesn't do the infinity. And they have sold millions and millions and millions of gene rings. Their websites from 1993, they have all these testimonials And it's the same dudes just running this gene ring ring. Wow. Yeah. And I, and like, I kind of want to be halfway between that and the, uh, you know, the very savvy online marketing e-commerce companies. Right. Like I like that old school vibe. I like when people Mm -hmm. find out about you and you're not paying a thousand dollars a day for marketing. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that's my rant on that.
1: Yeah, we uh, I don't know, man. We we did bird, like I personally did Bird's social media
0: up until like, no yeah up until like a year ago. That's what yeah. we were getting at is that um you you were so authentic and transparent with that, and now it's like it's a different ball game. Doing something that doesn't need to be as transparent, mm-hmm. or you know, you may not always post tenderloin rooms going to City Hall to figure their shit out. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. So that's a, that's an interesting thing. I think it's cool. I think you're going to be growing a lot. Um, so December 1st, the big push and then kind of the first year of operations really going to be just like figuring it out.
1: Yeah, man. Um, numbers wise, like, I mean, we've done great since June. Um, it's cool, but now we get to, you know, now we'll do, it'll be my menu, you know, it'll be a new space. Will you have to Um, be there
0: a lot this first year?
1: Oh yeah, I'll be there every night, every single service for at least, I mean, at least two months, Yeah, you know, every single night I'll be there, make sure it goes right. Um, And then I'll kind of back off a little bit. Yeah. Get Um, that vacation. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, We're actually going to Mexico December 16th. Oh. I had that planned already. Where at? uh, uh, We're just going to... um, Like a resort? Riviera Maya. Yeah. Cool. Yep. Right on, so good timing, you know it'll I'll have fifteen days of service there under my belt yeah. i'll feel I think at that time I'll feel comfortable enough i mean we're we're going for seven nights, so it's gonna be nice, turn everything
0: off and just chill, yeah. um, those first five nights will be good, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. those final two, you'll be like, okay, fuck, yeah, I'm coming back. I get back, yeah, let's go, <laughs> um,
1: but yeah, we got an awesome squad there, we're looking to add a little more to um but. I mean, they're great, man. So I've got nothing but confidence about it, to be honest. That's awesome. Yeah, man. That's the only way to do it, man. Yeah. I mean, why, you know, like, like I I was saying earlier, like that first year of Bird, like it was insane, dude. Like Mm -hmm. horrible depression and like, I worry about stuff so much and like, you know, people don't understand that, like having these venues and stuff, like I was in the debt, like a lot of debt luckily paid it off <laughs> now i'm in it again you know <laughs> but like that's the way it works you know and like so i don't know i had to it's it's this weird thing and it's definitely not that i don't care about it as much it's just that, like i found i finally found a way like within myself to operate it kill it do it the right way but just don't let it fucking stress me out so much what man. was the switch like what got you out of that
0: initial depression?
1: I don't know, man. Um, I think, I mean, my gal definitely helped a lot, you know. Um, and I think, like, it with that first year, like, it, you put so much into it. And that was the first time that, like, I mean, that was my baby. That was yeah. my brainchild. Everything from the colors, the logo, the design, mm-hmm. the slow, you know, the food, obviously the food, everything. Like, I did it all, you know. And to me, just being who I am, like if some, because I did so much, Mm -hmm. if someone would have walked in there and been like, this fucking place is stupid as fuck. (laughs) They would have thought it was funny, you know, but like that shit would kill me, man. You know, like I really took that shit to heart and I don't know. I think it was, um, I think it was just getting over that hump of like year two, you know,
0: letting the restaurant mature,
1: letting it mature, Letting it become what it really was, you know, like the first year, you know, we were, I was doing bone in fried chicken mm-hmm. because I felt like I had to mm. knowing that that was not the business plan. You know, we're the house of nugs. That's yeah. what makes yep. us different. You know, people just want nugs. That's all they were ordering anyway. So finally I had the balls. I'm like, dude, take boneless off. We're not yeah. doing it anymore. You know, our bone in bone in. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. Take bone in chicken off. We're not doing it anymore. We are the house of nugs. Let's live <laughs> that's up to that's it. Wrong you know? it's not only yeah. Let's let's make it a thing, yeah. you know. Um, and so I think it was that man, like really finding our identity, seeing it work, yeah. Um, paying off some debt, <laughs> yeah, man, and uh, and being yourself, and yeah, being myself, man, and like not, uh, like knowing that, like I never, I don't know, man. I am who I am. I've never changed, you know, and like you, like I was saying, you know earlier with like you'll the Mike Emerson thing like you'll catch me in a dicky shirt and some shorts dude and some air force ones (laughs) like that's me yeah I was walking in the chase like that yeah and literally like one day like one of the head dudes of the chase like I had my hat on backwards and he was like he's like backwards hat like you think that's the uh impression you know I go hey look man we bought this place I am who I am yeah like if you want me if you're asking me to turn my hat around. Because you think that I need to, to talk to this person that we're gonna go see? Yeah. I mean, I guess I'll oblige that, but like I am who I am, dude. This hat does not make me better or worse. You're like,
0: I'm writing the checks. Pretty so much that allows I mean, me to wear my hat
1: backwards. Pretty much, that was it. Yeah. Motherfucker. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah. But it's yeah, it's just funny how people see that shit. But
0: no, it totally is. I mean, the you know, the, judging a book by its cover, man. And, you know, you get it because it is the chase and they're trying to like, oh, this is a special place. Yeah. But, you know, what they don't get is that, like, culture has changed completely too. And and yep. people don't like to be uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. You know, that's a big difference. Yeah. That's a change uh, in a lot of ways for the better. I know there's arguments that can be made that, like, Everybody's wearing sweatpants on right. flights nowadays and all right. that. Right. You know, but like, like four hundred dollar sweatpants. <laughs> yeah. It's a Yeezy sweatpants right. by Yeezy Crocs. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, that's cool. Um I was thinking um, you know, just about that whole thing, like making bird and then kind of like getting it to the point to where it matured, and then also stepping back and not feeling like do or die for you. Yeah. You know, and, and it's not that you don't care anymore, but this is kind of what I'm thinking about is when I started to get better at my work, like design work, for example, Mm -hmm. it's not that I stopped caring. It's that I had a level of detachment from, from my, um, personal self-worth versus what I was making. Mm -hmm. And I think that, that is a motherfucker. Like that can take some people down sometimes because they are so connected to what it is that is representing them. Yeah. But once you start to let that stuff go, you, one, you probably get better at it Mm. Two, You get a a boost of self-confidence and then like you said, diversify, Mm -hmm. you don't got to keep all your nugs in one basket. (laughs) That's right. Yeah. Yeah. And then it allows you to change and become some better bigger version of who you are that helped you get to this place that you're at now yeah so it's cool and uh, i'm happy that you got out of that thank uh, you man yeah. benefited the whole city i yeah. think in many ways and it's well, just awesome it's awesome to watch you grow
1: thank you man yeah it has been crazy dude and i think like and that was a big part of it too it was like you know that first year of bird it was bird that was it yeah you know? and I was like fuck man like this thing's got to work you yeah know? but then we very quickly you know then we were in enterprise center and yeah and you know,
0: I became the the
1: full partner of Tam and really put my stamp on that thing, you know, yeah. and we have seen great success it's over great, there man. too. Yeah. I can't
0: wait to get over there and check out the, uh, what you've done. Uh, yeah. Switching it up a little bit.
1: It's going to be really cool, man. I'm excited for Tommy. Um, that was another thing. Like I was saying earlier, you know, like I always thought like, man, if I could just get a break or whatever, like now, you know, like we had this opportunity we were able to pass that to Tommy, you know, and he's going to kill it, dude. Like great. his food is amazing. Um, so yeah, I'm excited to have you over there, dude. We've done a lot, like I can't wait. Yeah, changed up some, you know, uh, new floors in the dining room and the kitchen, and kind of changed some layout stuff, and it's gonna be cool, man.
0: Yeah. Right on. Um, where can uh, where can people find you? Like, is it uh, what's the easiest way? Uh, Online. Yeah,
1: I mean, I'm uh, I still run uh, the bird like Instagram. It's funny. Like, you know, you're You're like, like, am I going to switch it to Bob (laughs) Brazil? People say like, sometimes they're like, I actually got a comment. I got like a direct message. Like someone was like, Hey, uh, I think your account might've been hacked. Like somebody was like on a plane the other day. Like, why is that on the bird page? (laughs) Like, that's my thing. Like, you know, like it is the bird and barrel page, but like I'm running it, I'm posting the stuff. Like if I see something fun, like whatever, I'm going to post it, you know, like, because for me it's more like bird is my life you know so like i'm showing you not only the restaurant stuff but also like what else is going on with the dude from bird and barrel you know (laughs) like so yeah uh instagram bird barrel stl Mm -hmm. um and then facebook yeah bird and barrel
0: cool and then um, will uh tenderloin room have handles oh absolutely
1: okay yeah yeah um we're curating all that stuff right now they had
0: an existing website that we're gonna
1: kind of switch up a little bit and add to and then uh we'll be starting we'll be unleashing all the social media stuff too that's
0: badass um tell me like kind of is like maybe a parting thing we're about to hit two hours what is it really been two hours
1: yeah no, that's crazy isn't it
0: i could talk like all night (laughs) (laughs) what is uh like what's one of your top two highlights or two highlights that you've had Bell. i know you've been able to serve like snoop and uh
1: uh Yeah, we didn't do Snoop. We did Big Boy. We did Ghostface oh, Killer. Snoop? I thought no. you did. Uh, Rick did Snoop. Oh, fuck. The other chicken guy. The
0: other guy. The yeah. rivalry. Yeah. Fuck,
1: my bad. No, you're good. Uh Yeah, we did Big Boy. We did uh, Ghostface. Yes. Yeah, all kinds of shit. Um, but what do you mean? So what are like the two? Or, like, or
0: just like, you know, other things that like- That happened? The, that the hustle uh, was worth it. And um, obviously it speaks for itself. You have a successful restaurant. Oh, you're well, thank you. are in the enterprise center. Yeah. Um, there I are mean, that, just like little things that you're like, ooh, like you got to like pinch yourself. Yeah. Like,
1: well, the first one was, uh, do you know who Thomas Keller is? I don't, uh, he's known
0: as, you know, see the specs guy.
1: No, it's like, oh. no, it like one of the best chefs in the world. So okay. he's got a place up in Napa called the French laundry, um, Yeah, per I, se, yeah. a bunch of other places, whatever. But, um, he was, you know definitely the first like the chef that you know i first bought his cookbooks and yeah. i really like latched on the hand whatever um the first year of bird and barrel being open we got a call and we had like a four-page spread in thomas keller's monthly magazine called finesse and that like blew me away that was like childhood dream come true you know like I was, you know, I I was a three-sport athlete in high school, and, like, I've always been super competitive and all that. But also, at the same time, like, I was following Michael Jordan, but I was also following chefs, you know? And, like, Thomas Keller is my Michael Jordan. That's incredible. And so to end up in his shit was, like, mind-blowing to me. Yeah. You know, so that was definitely the first really holy shit moment. And then um, I think... Uh, I mean, I, I, besides just like it's been so many. Besides it just working and still being here, <laughs> like uh, like the first time walking into Enterprise. Um, That's pretty badass. And the first time, like not you know, I had worked a couple shifts or whatever, but the first time being there, mm-hmm. as as someone going to a game and walking down that like. Hall, yeah, and looking up and seeing my logo, like, yes, I literally
0: love it. Oh, that is the best. It Isn't was, great? I had a moment, you know, like it was, yeah, <laughs> or just seeing people out on the street rocking your shit, yeah, like, dude, oh, for it, sure. That trips me up all the time. It's like hearing your song on the radio back in yeah. the 90s or
1: something, yeah, dude, absolutely, and then. Yeah, getting a phone call from, like, a buddy in, like, you know, O'Fallon or something. He's like, I was wearing a bird hat, and some lady <laughs> stopped me in Walmart and was like, I fucking love that place. And you know, you're like, holy shit, all right.
0: Man, yeah. how was your timing on the Enterprise Center? Jesus. Oh, my God, dude, yeah. That's it's, insane. We got
1: in year one, you know, and we were like, all right, marketing, it's worth it, you know. it's so like, as long as we break even, we're good, but we did better than break even. And then year two was when they won the cup, and, like, dude. yeah insane insane, insane crazy so i mean that's something i'll remember the rest of my life you know like it's at that ice. time you know that when the blues won the cup i yeah. had a restaurant in there you know like
0: <laughs> it's crazy yeah i was at a mls focus group thing last night and they were talking yeah. about um you know how the sports are you know fit into the fabric of the lives of a st louis and and i was saying i'm like man even the blues Kind of now are just starting in a weird way to develop like what their new history is going to be. Yeah. Like yeah. They, they've they been, they have this very St. Louis story of struggling for the cup for so many years mm-hmm. and now they got it. And it's almost like they need to almost rebrand themselves as champions. Yeah. And uh, I don't know. It was just kind of a cool way to think about like struggle, struggle, struggle for decades and decades and now they're there. Now, yeah. And now they're on top. Yeah, man. And run with it. And you can get nugs at every Christ. game. Yeah,
1: <laughs> Section One Seventeen.
0: <laughs> Shout out. All right, man. I appreciate your time. I don't want to keep you too long. This has been great, dude. I love I appreciate it. it, man. That's, yeah, that's two hour. We. I can't wait to uh, get you back in here next time. You got your next your next thing that you're gonna be working on because yeah. I know it's gonna be there. Oh, something's coming. I know. I still got I know tricks it. up my sleeve, man. I see the I see the gears spinning. Yeah. So right on. Well, cool. Thanks for coming by. Thank you, brother. Anything else you want to say? Uh, thank you, man.
1: I had a blast. Yeah. Uh-huh. And uh, come out and support the restaurants, man. That's all we can ask. You know, like it's St. Louis, this, this industry is tough, man. You know, yeah. like they 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 want it, you know, and they're like, oh, I wish there was this whatever. And that opens up people like, don't forget, you know, like you got to come support them. Yes. You know? um, that was one of the craziest things of like. You know, we had this awesome crew back in the day at Monarch, and when we announced we were closing, then people those last three <laughs> weeks were insane, dude. Like, we, oh my goes. god! And they're like, "Oh, we had to come because you're our favorite restaurant." And we're like, "When was the last time you were here?" Yeah, you know. So yeah, just I mean,
0: that's do you think that's and half I'm not, and I'm half not half saying though? just
1: bird and barrel, like support all local restaurants. Yes, of you course. Know? Get out and support small businesses, and think about the fact that, like, you know, even if you just go instead of going to some big conglomerate bullshit, like yeah. if you took the time and maybe you're spending two or three more bucks, yeah, you know, you just help somebody pay for their kids, you
0: know, college. Yeah. You know, whatever. Your neighbor. Yeah. Literally your neighbor. Yeah. Yeah. That's a badass way to put it. Um, and, you know, and I think those restaurants, they got to also remember, remind people that they're there too. Yeah. And that's what you have done a great job of doing. So thank you, brother. Keep doing it, man. I appreciate you. Thanks for your time. Thank you, man. Take it easy. All right. Yes, 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 yes. Bob Brazil, everybody. Apologies for the faux pas I made, confusing him with my man Rick Lewis from Grace and confusing who he served. Not Snoop, but Ghostface Killer, Big Boy, and some other big names as well. Uh, I also talk about rabies in this episode, I wanted to clarify, it is not called the Bangkok Protocol, it's called the Milwaukee Protocol, and the cost of doing the Milwaukee Protocol, in which a doctor would put someone in a coma for about a month in order to beat rabies, uh, that's equal to the amount of vaccinating 16,000 kids in a slum in Bangkok. So you get the names a little mixed up there. But the Milwaukee Protocol is what it's called. You can look it up. There's a good article on Wired called Undead. You should check out if you're interested in rabies. Not that you should be because it has nothing to do with this podcast. But uh, Bob's super interesting. I love listening to him. Just tell it how it is. And he totally does that. He represents himself day in, day out. And I think that's evident with also how he represents himself in business. Uh, Very transparent very authentic i'm looking forward to his new endeavors and everything that's to come hey thanks for listening Uh, this has been another episode 12th episode no 13th episode lucky 13 with bob brazil appreciate it guys talk to you next time